Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Clip, what's up? It's Bryce. I know, Clip, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can be a part of today's show. Join us on YouTube on Pirate Radio TV. Give us a subscribe, give us a like. And drop your question, comment, concern, or anything you want to chat about on this Friday on Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and on Facebook Live. We got Shirley Rhodes here, Sean, uh, also the big dog, Glenn Griffin. To my left, we've got Danny Beal. He will be hanging out. Um, did I say something? I saw people chuckling. Did no, I? we watched the. We were just talking about the Jokic game winner, and it came up on the TV, and it's just he's so goofy. Oh, okay. All right, we'll have more Joker chat coming up in a moment. Uh, joining us, got a lot of guests to get to on today's show, including Tony Dunn, C three podcast coming up at four o'clock. Panthers uh, regular season finally coming to an end. Folks excited about that, <laughs> as I am with the Commanders, as Danny is with the. New England Patriots. Uh, we'll talk all things NFL and make our week 18 picks coming up in hour number two. Hour three, we got Morgan Aylers. We got Mark Greenheld's golf shop show. Brian North going to join us on the show as well. So a lot to get to here on this Friday. DB, happy new year. Back in the saddle, baby. What's up? Who sang back in the saddle again? I have no idea. That would be Aerosmith. Uh, How do you feel about classic rock? I'm a big fan. I like I'm a I'm a big Led Zeppelin guy. All right, I, li- I like Led Zeppelin. Um, my dad's best friend, kind of like the point where we call him an uncle. He's fairly close family. Is a big Beatles guy, so I like the Beatles. But I, I can get down with some classic rock at the right time. Fair enough. All right, we like to learn more and more about Danny Beale uh, <laughs> every time he enters the Pirate Radio studios. So we talked to Jacob Jenkins Coward yesterday, Danny, and he said uh, first practice was today. Yep, we had a. Uh, kind of to the point where it's only players because coaches can't work with us so we just did some stuff on our own through some bullpens uh infielders got their working guys ha- or hitting the cages and did some stuff just to kind of get back in the swing of things before school starts next week awesome uh how are you feeling health-wise you 100 yeah really good break was awesome we got to work with uh our old strength coach for dennis wilson got here brandon golden a couple of us went up to his new gym and high point and got some working over break it was like me uh ethan norby almost called him connor sorry um jc bristol carter we all went up there and worked out together so it was nice to be with kind of the guys that you're in the saddle with 
uh, at home over break and obviously ready to get back and get going. Austin Knight will join us on the show next Thursday. We'll talk to Jeff Palumbo coming up Tuesday on Pirate Radio Live, but was was looking at and talking about the continuity with this team and a couple of new faces, a new hitting coach, Bryant Packard, uh, part of the roster now, yep. but uh, with Austin Knight being back, uh, the familiarity you have with him, uh, pretty seamless from 23 to 24, so how about that relationship? It's good. I always give him a hard time because I am the only guy on the staff that has seen him when he was the volunteer assistant when Coach Dietrich was still here. So it's nice to have honestly seen us both kind of blossom into what we are now. Obviously, me being an old senior and him being the third-year pitching coach. But it's nice to kind of see how we've both grown and grown with each other because I wouldn't be here without without him with you know the arm slot change and all the things that we've developed together but he's one of the nicest guys and he always knows how to you know get guys and knows how to talk to him motivate him and stuff so he's 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 a really good friend of mine i asked jacob about coach henry lartiga coming in and what his role is as far as the advice he gives does he tell a guy to change everything he's doing and and jacob said no it's a, a very you know both sides have input on what they do how about austin knight as a pitching coach you just gave him a lot of credit for yeah <laughs> for what you do now but uh what is that back and forth like it's coach a player? lot of it's a lot of back and forth just because he trusts the older guys a lot. Obviously, he wants to kind of, you know, feel the freshmen out when they first come in and try to make sure that they're in a good spot. But if you need to make tweaks, he'll make the tweaks. But when it comes to the older guys, he trusts them enough to kind of figure stuff out on their own. And obviously, he'll give us tips and tricks when we need them. But when it comes to, like, the Shanks, the Jakes, the Trays, the Mees, the whoever else in the world, like, that, he knows that we have it in us because he's seen us perform at the highest level but when you know we need fixing he'll help us out but i think he just does a great job of knowing how to talk to guys knowing how to motivate guys but also knowing how to feed in the guy's strengths and know when to use it and when to pull back a little bit danny beal joining us pirate radio studios uh i might not say this when he's here but i am looking forward to he might already had it but a breakout year from wide lunsford shankman there's a lot of promise in that kid, I'm telling you, because there's not been a lot of hype around him until recently, and I'm telling you, that kid is going to have a really, really good year. He's very motivated and very hardworking, and his stuff is only ticked up as opposed to what it was last year, so I'm really looking forward to watching him pitch. We'll talk about this more through uh, January, Danny, and we talked about it in the fall, but young guys you're impressed with, and, and Ethan Norby's name has, has come up quite a bit. Uh, who are some other young arms you're excited to see uh, this preseason? Um, it's, you know, you get, there's a lot, there's a plethora of guys. We have a lot of depth, I think, is the biggest thing. Um, you talk about transfers like Chris Kaler, Aaron Grohler. Um, obviously, there's the freshman of Jackson DiLorenzo, who's really coming into his own. He was, you know, very nervous and I know, anxious all the time when he was a, in this, a freshman this fall. But I think he's really kind of coming to his own over break and really starting to work hard and put the work towards what he's actually, you know, supposed to be and can be. Um, obviously, I was with Norby Albright, so I've seen the progressions he's made, and he's looked phenomenal. I'm just really excited to start us getting into scrimmaging so we can actually see all the work that we put in over the break come to come to fruition. No doubt. Danny Beal joining us, uh, ECU pitcher, former <laughs> current Pirate Radio <laughs> intern, question, question mark. You don't know what Danny is right now. He's just uh, he's a jack of all trades. Speaking of Jack, Jack said hello on Facebook. Hey, Jack. You want to say hey to Jack? How you doing? Uh, Wayne, this is the second time this week I've seen this. Jack, how you doing? Uh, Wayne, this is the second time this week I've seen this. Jack, how you doing? Um, you said, what's going on with the audio on Facebook? I, I mean, Wayne, I, I think it's on your end, buddy. Wayne, brother, it sounds great over here. I, we got all systems go, man. 
Uh, is your um, have you unplugged your computer and plugged it back in? <laughs> have you turned it on and turned it back? Have you thrown your computer yeah. out the window, ran over it, then reset it? Yeah. I, I think Wayne, uh, whatever's going on is uh, is going on with your speakers or your ears, as far as I know. Put it in the washing machine. I heard that works. But he's uh, he's all caps on the Facebook he's chat. Not, not a happy camper. What's right going now? on with the audio on Facebook feed? Not a happy camper. And the good news is we can say whatever we want to about Wayne right now because he can't hear us. Yeah. Hey. But Wayne, I hope you get those issues figured out. Wayne, figure it out, buddy. Because we got a great conversation going right now. Uh, Ryan says TGIF. Jamie's in the chat. Ryan said ECU should use more purple, more pirate slash purple themed songs. Purple Haze? What, what else we you got? got that one. Ryan, what else you got for me? We could use the band Deep Purple, I guess. Pirates of the Caribbean theme song? Like, I don't know what else. What other songs have purple? in them uh purple rain purple rain but that's too slow it's not gonna get you excited for athletics though it would me one yeah one we uh what army name redacted two said that should be a uh, you should play that after a pirate win i think while fans are filing out of the stadium purple rain would be pretty good ryan said dwight yoakam's version of purple rain as a victory song would be a dream come true now i've never heard that version so I shouldn't speak on it, but I think if we're going to use Purple Rain, we should probably use Princess. We played we played Pirate. I don't know. I don't know if the song's called Pirate Town. I'm assuming it is. Oh yeah, the yeah. one after wins. So Pirate Town. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it's called. I've never heard it outside of the stadium, but it is a good song. Uh, the song I've never heard outside of the stadium is International Harvester. <laughs> Just a classic pregame ECU song. Oh, yeah. I will say that Dolly Parton has a version of Purple Rain that is actually pretty decent. Okay. Again, I think if we're playing it, though, we just go with the uh, either you play me and Chandler singing it or you go with Prince. No, you I agree. I just, Come on. yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, never meant to strike you out in the seven. <laughs> <laughs> never meant to hit a go ahead home run in the eight. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, maybe we should do that. Did I say Randolph's here? What's up, Randolph? Good to see Randolph. you. Randolph. Steve says, calm the hell down, Stash. Steve, lay off. I just got back. I mean, we're already starting the Danny slander again. Yeah, we're trying to... Uh... Let's lay off, all right? I got to be in the right headspace going into the season. <laughs> yeah, Last thing I need is Steve on YouTube. Don't mess with his, his, his mentals and don't mess with his chickens. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, how, are, how is that headspace? good what book did you have to read i read extreme ownership so it's the one that jc and ryan read um earlier in the fall and there was a group of like 10 of us i believe that read extreme ownership by uh jocko willink and leaf babin jocko willink former seal and then leaf babin another former seal cool names yeah yeah i mean jocko is a very real like Hardo Navy SEAL name. Jocko's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with Jocko. He has a podcast that's pretty good too. What'd you uh take away from those readings? It was good. Um it's it's kind of a lot of the stuff that we preach as it is, but it kind of in another form. The book kind of takes you through Navy opera or not Navy, but SEAL operations in um where they served in Iraq in 06 because Jocko and Leif were on the same kind of uh group over there. But it was good. I mean it was a lot of the really good stuff where it's you know taking ownership of everything in your life where it's it's your responsibility to kind of go through everything in your day and everything that you have responsibility of and apply it to your life as opposed to kind of pushing and pointing the finger if you know it's not my fault it's his but taking it within yourself and be like no i need to do a better job to make sure everybody else gets their job done kind of thing and there's a bunch of chapters throughout the book 
um, you know, of taking extreme ownership, like, you know, checking your ego, um, making it simple. And it's all about having really good team relationships and kind of expanding on that. And I think it's good for our team to read. It's good for any group or business to read that, you know, it's, it's something that you can keep growing on and keep applying to whatever stage of life you're in. Awesome. These, uh, this pirate team getting it done on the field. And a lot of that comes from what they do off uh the field outside of the lines uh jamie says man this audio on youtube is outstanding eric says turn down the mics it sounds too good (laughs) we need need wayne to get over to youtube i think wayne seems like a guy's probably still four or five years from discovering youtube he's probably sitting there like pressing every button going all right how do i get this audio to work yeah it's looking at his keyboard like a i don't even know if he heard us saying that it's not our fault it's his fault so he's probably th- thinking it's still our fault wayne uh maybe you can do like the closed captionings I'm, I'm i'm reading our words on the screen here with my volume off now we have to talk like this so everything comes up correctly yeah i don't know how chan like does robot. With, with closed captions uh all right any other uh baseball topics chandler you got a question for DB? Uh, walkout song. What is Dude, it? Dude, I it's too Dude. early. Dude. Too early? You start the season next month. A month in like two weeks? <laughs> How can I keep the people engaged? People can keep waiting. Have you? Do we have like a, uh, a nar- list of candidates? I've, I've narrowed it down to three, but I'm not telling you. I'll tell you off air. I don't want to know. If, if the no, listeners if, can't if know, li- I don't want to okay, know. If fine. the listeners can't I t- hear, I told you I don't guys. Wanna, if Wayne can't hear, <laughs> if Wayne can't hear, Wayne I don't want to hear. Gets his audio fixed, I don't want. I don't want to say anything else. Honestly. I told you guys before Christmas, I will break it on air of what it will be. True, but I have not decided yet. But we're down to three. We're it's yeah, it's pretty much down to three. I think uh, the day you break it. Can we play every song? Yeah, and like a hat game, yeah, and you sure. pick the hat. It'll be like a re- it'll be like a recruiting thing. I'm gonna uh, 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 we'll see. Yeah, it'll be All nice. Right. Sounds good. Charlie can play the live versions. There you go. Uh, Eric says Wayne is still trying to poke people on Facebook. <laughs> That's a throwback. A poke back. Yeah, heard of a good old poke in a while. I do have a question for you, Danny. When you leave this program and you look back, when you leave this world, when you leave this world of ECU baseball, and you look back and you look at some of these young guys that is on the roster now, who's one of these guys that you're going to see performing really well and and thinking to myself, yeah, I knew he was going to be one of those guys. I knew he was going to be a dog. Who's one of those guys? Dog. Off the bat, you think Dixon, just because I'm thinking underclassmen in my head, but Dixon is just – he has grown so much from last fall to now, and it's just – it's it's purely just applying himself and putting in the work. I mean, last year he was kind of you know iffy at times. It was kind of riding a roller coaster a little bit. But I think one thing that he's really taken pride in is leaving the jersey in a better place, which a couple of us have talked about the older guys. But just kind of coming towards the, you know the end of our tenures, and I think as we can imply that and you know invest that into the younger guys is just leaving the jersey in a better place and having no regrets when you end up leaving. I think. When it comes to the Norbies, where he's been in the program for a while with his, with his brother, the Dixons, um, and there's a bunch of other guys, too, that I can name. But I think it's just leaving the jersey in a better place and having something to look back on when you leave and come back. And it's like, yeah, I left an impression on these guys because they're then going to be in our positions in a couple of years where they're trying to do the same things to the younger guys. And it's all that's all it is about. I mean, it's Carter and I, Carter Cunningham and I have talked about it, but it's just it's all about the relationships and all about leaving the program and leaving your teammates in a better place. So, Awesome. That's an awesome answer. I look, at, 
uncomfortable to talk about but try to be honest realistic about the way things are today there were times where and i wasn't the only one that thought this because people would tell me that um you know is dixon williams gonna leave is he gonna transfer yeah. is he gonna leave east carolina is he unhappy and because you know guys want to play and of course, absolutely and uh it sounds like from what you're saying instead he's trying to earn his spot on the field yeah. in the lineup and of course i mean it's tough as any freshman is because you come from you know where you're the biggest guy in the littlest pond and then you jump in and it's like okay college is actually hard college baseball is not easy we are in like the the next level as jc was saying yesterday and obviously every every unless you're like the josh Morelands or the jc's of the world where they have great freshman years but freshman year is hard it's hard for most every college baseball player and so him going through that and then him seeing kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel and staying through it and working through it and where he is now i mean he led the fall or led the team in rbis in the fall and there's just so much promise in that kid, and I'm not only me, but everybody else is super proud of him. And I don't mean to give him too much credit because he still needs to perform. Right, yeah. he, he knows what he needs to do, but we're all super proud of him, ready to see him play. Man, man, I'm guilty of this. A lot of people are. We we just want it right away, and we tend to write off guys who struggle yeah. early on in their careers. And it, you mentioned Moylan, Jason, like those guys are the anomaly almost. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, so, you're it's not, not supposed common. to come in and just dominate. And it almost Connor Norby. I went over his numbers. He, he was like hitting 118 or something miserable (laughs) yeah and now he's uh the best player in minor league baseball gonna be uh in the big hopefully very soon (laughs) so yeah it it takes a little while for some guys it's weird because it's almost a bad thing for freshmen to see when they come in because it's not it's not realistic it's like yeah that's what you strive for it doesn't mean it's automatically like oh i'm i'm good enough like i don't need to work hard because i'm just gonna end up like jc was like no you have to work to get there you don't just do it by luck and just chance so all right, we got a few updates here. Um, we've got another message uh, from Wayne on the Facebook chat. He said, I'm listening on Pirate Radio. What Steve said. <laughs> Wayne, please like hit your caps lock and let's let's type in regular, yeah. you know. You can capitalize the first letter of your sentence, but we don't need every letter capitalized. <laughs> hey, look, it's Wayne's world. That is true. Wayne's world. Party time. Uh, Tyler said... Do you, uh, what do he say? Do you remember, do you remember the original purpose of the poke? I do not. Please tell me. I don't. I'd love to hear it. Uh, Mike P said, hey, Wayne, try the, <laughs> try the audio over on E-Bombs World. Now, are y'all too young to even know what that means? I have no idea. I know that one. I know Shirley does. The big dog's certainly familiar with E-Bombs World. Uh, that is an old internet thing. Just, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff over there. Um, Facebook audio has entered the transfer portal. <laughs> That's funny. I saw your tweet Says the other Steve. day. About, it was talking about like it was like ECU's campus Twitter talking about how parents can enter like some like kind of portal, and you're like, families and parents can enter the transfer portal now. What does this world come to? <laughs> yeah, especially after the holidays with all the fighting and stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a pirate parents. Have you signed up for ECU's parent and family portal <laughs> newsletter? All the comings and goings. Oh, of this has gone too far. People leaving their uh, their families. That's I guess. Funny uh randolph man this would be a great uh walk-up song annie up by mop is a suggestion are you going more uh rock country rap do you know your genre yet I, there's well the problem is there's three or four that are all different genres i will i'll give a hint one of them that i'm considering is a black keys song so okay. if that kind of narrows it down but i went 
I went kind of like EDM, dance music, kind of freshman year. I went whatever shipping up to Boston kind of genre is. I don't even know what you would call that. And then last year was a Whiskey Meyer song, which is kind of more rock slash country. So I've got all the bases covered, and I I don't know. My dad really wants to do um, me to do Burn It to the Ground by Nickelback. Have you ever heard that one? Did you I don't know the, if I've heard it. used that. to be the old SmackDown it's, it's, song. Oh, WWE. It was, it was raw. We're coming oh, out tonight. Raw, raw SmackDown. Dun, 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 yeah. 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 So when we always used to drive to All-Star Games, our All-Star field was probably like 20, 25 minutes away, and that would be the song that we'd always play when we were driving together to the games, and he'd cue it up to the point where every single time it would end right as we're pulling into the parking lot. So he wants a little, a little nostalgia with that one, but... That's a good song. It's on. It's on the certainly on the list of being considered, but I haven't decided yet. Yeah, I would definitely go like wrestling. I would go uh, maybe NWO theme, or I think a wrestling walk up would be pretty cool. You know what's good? Ed, I like Edges. Edges Absolutely, walk up, Edges walk up song is pretty cool. Especially if you get the, you think you know me? Yeah, get that in the Ah, let's see. Eric says. Wayne, turning down the Facebook sound and listening on the radio, a true fan. It's like he's at a ball game. He's got his headphones yep. on while watching the stream. That's a classic dad move. Wayne, yeah. thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Um, Tyler says, does Danny know that Chan is a closet NC State fan? I That's not true. I'm about to come in there and put you in a headlock. That's not true. You don't have to do that. It's not true. I don't believe you. I don't think it's true either. Do you either. see what I'm wearing today, I, by I, the way? Convinced yeah, finally. I think you see what I'm wearing? I don't think he's a closet state fan. I, I think, think he's, he's pretty open fan. about it. Yeah. Big Dave Dorn guy. No, I'm not. I'm a pirate radio guy. I'm a pirate. I'm bird. <laughs> That's what you have to love about me. And why is that? You're a bird. I'm a bird. But I, not You're only do I have a pirate radio sweatshirt on, underneath I have an ECU shirt on. Wow. I'm committed. I'm committed to this place. Okay. A whole lot of respect. A lot of respect chain steve says wayne should press up up down down left right left right ba select start and that should fix your speaker problems jamie says i can't joke about chan anymore who jamie said that yeah he can't because that's his that new, new year's, year's resolution. resolution danny do you have a new year's resolution i have one big one it's to fix my posture my posture oh, sucks mine too so yeah. I, if i can just hey, look at me right and, now and i'll notice it like when i'm sitting down on the couch like i'll be hunched over and i'm like all right just need, it's yeah just look one, at you right here it's an i know i'm just like my shoulders are up i look like an idiot but it's it, i know it's like an old person resolution like it's not someone in college that should have that kind of resolution but i just need to fix it i remember my mom when i was a kid like whether i was at the table or playing video games she was like you sit up like your yeah. posture is going to be yeah. terrible and you know what mom you were right and it's and it's terrible because as an adult now if i do this like it's kind of get kind of sore this like, is more uncomfortable than this is now which sucks oh yeah because like True. this is like the normal thing but when you sit up and try to have good posture it's like ow this is like painful getting old jamie says posture is impossible to fix uh i'll learn from professionals maybe you need like a uh, back brace or something I know someone that I can borrow it from. <laughs> we do have a guy, Steve, whose back is broken. <laughs> back Final. is broken. By the way, want to give a shout out. Your CBD store. This month, you can buy Mike Bites, which is Mike Tyson ear-shaped CBD gummies. Okay. It's final. Is all that true? Yes, that is correct. It's in the commercial that it's I just played yesterday. How does Evander Holyfield feel about him having ear-shaped gummies you can buy? I, I don't know. I have no idea. You I mean, do you trademark you should, you an ear? Him. You should text him. That yo, Evander. Evander. 
what you got he can hear better than wayne can with one ear <laughs> uh johnny says i saw this today johnny the ncaa will now allow walk-up songs during the regionals and super regionals i was Woo! i was thinking about that yesterday because i rem- i don't know why i was thinking i mean it's a long drive so i was thinking about a lot of things but i was i remember vividly when we had to play texas here the, Whoop, there it is. That, yeah, that, oh that will, I, I don't voluntarily ever listen to that song now <laughs> because it gets played for both teams. It ruins the point. It anyway. is so dumb. Yeah, just like boom, boom, boom. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you. I was th- oh, the, you when mean you... this one? Boom, boom, <laughs> By the way, there's a new boom, boom, boom in Minji's now. Make some noise as somebody screams. Side note, when I was in Denver for New Year's, they have a DJ at the Nuggets game, and it is so much less forced on your throat. Well, hold on. Jesus. I don't want to sound like a... It's not a bad thing. ...negative guy. I like the DJ I, in Minji. Me as well. Okay. Me as well. But right. it is a lot like... I feel like it's a lot more normalized in the NBA than it is in college, and he's trying to introduce it to college, so obviously people are going to be standoffish. In the I'm NBA, not, they go, they play during the, hand uh, up, the I'm play. Not one, hand up, I'm not one of those, but I'm just saying people are going to be weird about it, but I like it. I think it's introducing yeah. it into the college game, but... Like you were saying, they do play it during the plays, and I'm like, I'm kind of getting into it. I like it. I, I think NBA games are fun to be at. It was uh, it was a very entertaining experience every time I've gone. Uh, sorry, you were saying you were thinking to yourself. Yes, I was. Um, so I was thinking when we were playing Texas here, we had to start the walk-up songs almost like when we were coming off of the mountain in the bullpen because the, you couldn't – you had to make it sound like it was just an in-between or changing the pitcher right. song as opposed to a walkout song. So they were starting it like b- before Coach Goblin even got to the foul line because they had to make it sound like... It was just, uh, like hey, some, we're like, going to play this song. Like the classic, another like the classic summer nights on the first pitching change or whatever else when we change pitchers. But it was just... I'm glad summer that we're actually doing that nights. because... God, it was frustrating. Yeah. Uh, let's say you earned that, that host sure spot. Did. Sure did. Sure Play the did. song. I, I I was so against, I, and I saw some uh, regionals and and super regionals playing the fight song after a home run. It, it, I think we can if we're gonna have to do it where we can't celebrate. Let's at least do that so we can yeah. I mean, instead of whoop. There it is for everyone. I don't, that, you know, that song's in my nightmares. Yeah, always will be. All right, we got to let you go soon, Danny. Patriots, and we do have your pick, so sure we'll have that in hour number two. Sure do. Uh, is this the last game of the Bill Belichick era? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I was listening to ninety eight five the sports hub yesterday, or no, not yesterday, but a couple days ago with my dad, and I don't I think he's coming back. Now there will be a lot of overhaul. I don't know if O'Brien will be back. I don't know if um Gerard Mayo will be back. But I think I think they gave it one more shot and they get I mean, we have a good draft pick, so you gotta at least give it the chance. But I just don't like the point that they were making is if you were to fire him do you have a significantly clear better option? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, why do it? Well, there, there's going to be options. But what, like, who, who is a who is a clear, concise, better option than who would you take? Than over Bill Belichick, yeah. clear and concise, de facto. Yes, this is a better way for us to continue. Our no, life. that's a good point. I am the wrong guy to ask because I think Bel- the time has passed Belichick by. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got the right support staff around him to make it to kind of where they're adjusting to the times. But I still think like. I would. I don't. Uh, my question is: Is he ready to leave? Right. Because if he's ready to leave, okay, that's another. That's a completely other argument. Yeah. But if it's kind of Robert Kraft being like booting you at the door and it's a mutual parting, then okay, that's that's different. I but, think uh, it's time to bring back Matt Patricia. <laughs> yes, 
stupid pencil in his ear. Let him coach special teams this time. No. Let yeah. him coach everything. <laughs> let, him coach, let, let him be the coordinator of every facet of the game. Uh, if you'd have told me five years ago that the Commanders and the Patriots would be at the same level, I'd have said, yep, sign me up. I'll take it. I'm so excited for you to get rid of Rivera. Gosh. The, the step one was getting rid of Del Rio. Yeah. And now, I don't know who in God's name you're going to bring in. Yeah. Harbaugh. His chance could be because Bears are bringing back Everflus, so it's not going to. Chandler wants Harbaugh. Why? I would take Harbaugh. I don't want him. But I, think, I would take. Him. Who do you want? I think the Chargers might get Harbaugh. Ben Johnson from Detroit. I think the Chargers might get Harbaugh because of Herbert. Because I heard the other day that I think Schefter was on the Pat McAfee show and he was saying that he, Harbaugh just hired a, like an agent, like a real NFL player and executive agent, and that um, the only ch- the only chance he would. Um, consider it would be the right money as well as having a good quarterback to start out with rather than having to draft one and develop him and all that stuff so. cbs sports ranking nfl head coaching candidates number one bill belichick oh, God. number two ben johnson number three jim harbaugh I we've talked about all those guys do you think he leaves if they lose in the natty um i think it do we still have any more coming from the suspension and all that stuff See, well, that's the other aspect, because I don't know, because I think when they said initially that he he can't leave. He could pull a Pete Carroll and be like, uh, yeah, I'm leaving USC. I thought, Good luck, guys. I thought they were saying that he could not leave for the NFL if there was still suspension and games to be, like, pended, I guess. Yeah, but who said that? The NCAA. They said, like, you just can't leave. You can't leave. I don't think they can legally make him stay. <laughs> I don't, I'm sure he'll take it to court and get out of it. It's not yeah. a big deal, but... Uh, number four on that list, Brian Johnson from ACDC. I, <laughs> I think Dan Quinn would be a good hire. I do too. He's had experience, and his he's got he's kind of got his feet under him again. He's got a good defense. He went to a Super Bowl. I remember that Super Bowl. Do you remember <laughs> that Super Bowl? Uh, where's that backwards hat? It's cool. Talk, Daddy. <laughs> Bless you. Had to sneeze. Thank you. All right, we'll uh, let you run. Thank you, DB. Uh, what's the schedule like? For your, uh, the baseball team, uh, we got bullpens rest of the weekend. Kind of the same thing we did today, uh, tomorrow, and Sunday. Um, obviously, school starts on Monday. So, oh, that stinks. So that kind of stinks. But um, practice starts. First scrimmages are the weekend of the twenty sixth. We'll scrimmage for three weekends. Um, so come on out if you're in town to come see that. And then obviously, be ready to go February seventeenth against Ryder, baby. Looking Here we forward go. Looking forward to it. I know a lot of folks are. Thank you, DB. We'll talk to you again soon, buddy. Of course. Take a time out. Come back and have more for you. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Uh, got some donor news. ECU uh, got some money for the Pirates Unite campaign today. We'll tell you about that. And look at the schedule for the weekend. Pirate hoops uh, and women, men's and women in action this weekend. We'll talk about that as well when we return. And East Carolina, which I don't care about at all. Danny, do you care about preseason polls? They don't hand out trophies in the preseason, so no, I don't. I don't care about anything. We'll tell you about the poll uh, that did come out and where the Pirates rank when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard, and you can take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, air-conditioned uh, cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure you can to uh, check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Fleet Feet Rundowns brought to you by Fleet Feet. Shirley Rhodes' feet are happy with her because she went to Fleet Feet. Got some fresh new balances. They are locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon. Fleet Feet has all the tools and technology to get you in the right shoe, including a 3D foot scanner that measures your arch height, width, and more. Go see them, 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location, Fleet Feet. They run for you. Uh, Got some ECU news, and um, Bill Clark Holmes says ponied up the money once again uh, the pirate club announced today a 1.5 million dollar investment from lance clark and heath clark of bill clark homes to support the proposed multi-purpose indoor facility and the baseball expansion building uh they bill clark homes and the clark family have invested more than 3.5 million dollars into the pirate unite campaign for comprehensive excellence over the last 19 months so that is awesome as they continue to get to that goal and uh, provide an indoor facility that has been talked about for decades here uh, at east carolina over at the athletic complex uh some other news ecu baseball it is uh pole season and the pirates received a uh, top 25 ranking in the perfect game poll how many baseball polls are there seven a lot 12 24 uh east carolina comes in ranked 17th in the perfect game uh preseason poll man a ton of schools from the carolinas in uh that poll let me uh pull up ken watlington's twitter can i try to name them uh hold on uh yes you can there are seven schools from north and south carolina in the top 25 poll name those seven east carolina east carolina nc state state wake forest wake is number one south carolina south cac give me hmm so far you have named number one 13 17 and 19 in that poll north carolina they are number 14 uh two more i need not a two not a two more um uncw nope uncl campbell no wow one in north carolina one in south carolina let's go south carolina clemson might have been what i would have guessed but no wow oh man we're not leaving until you get it college charleston no uh Furman. No. It is Coastal. Yes. Coastal. And it's Duke. Yes. Good thing you phoned a Bang. friend, Chandler. 
Yeah, I'm glad I did. My phone calls on on its own. Called in the big dog. And I guess you've seen the poll? No, I was just guessing. Oh, wow. I would have got Campbell wrong. Campbell would have been a guess. Yep. Duke is... I'm very uh, surprised they're not ranked. Duke is 23, Coastal 25 in the Perfect Game 2024 preseason top 25. Perfect I do not game. look forward to that. Do we have an early season matchup again with the uh, with Duke? With Duke? Up there. In Durham where the, uh, where, the broadcast, where the broadcast is behind home plate the whole time? Well, we have our annual first road game of the year at Campbell. That oh. is the first midweek. That's every year. Uh, Duke is not on the schedule until late. Uh, we don't play Duke. We play Duke at home on May the 7th. Good. And as far as my eyes can see and Wayne's ears can hear, we do not play at Duke this year. Hmm. Hmm. That's hmm. nice. A lot of hmm. hmm. A lot of hmm. I, I just always thought that was a problematic game, the, the midweek game. Of Seems the, like we always the play them cold weather, early. Yeah. yeah. Similar to, but not as absolutely cursed as that Campbell Road game. I think we've, I'm going to say we've figured that one out in the past years, and now I'm going to see if my thought is correct. I, think we got, I know we got walked off either last year or in the past couple of years. You okay. went to one of them. That was in Fayetteville. Yes, that was in Fayetteville, and that was a walk-off. All right, the, so we the lost. early Campbell game, it just to me, that one's the field's always wet. It's cold. Somebody gets a turf toe injury. I always think of Dwayne Williams Sutton getting hurt. I think of DWS, and I think of um, uh, Packard. Last year, lost at Campbell in that first game. Two years ago, beat Campbell. 2021, that first game against Campbell was actually uh, against Duke. When did we play Campbell? Where's Campbell? Did we not play him? Where's Campbell at? Is it still rolling down the uh, aisle in the grocery store? Where's that soup? Like the classic classic, uh, commercial? I wonder... Well, this was the year we played all those... uh, we played four conference games. I didn't... Okay, Campbell not on the list in 2021. 2020, this is the last year I'm going to look. I'm not going to keep doing this. Uh, Campbell, at Campbell, lost 7-2. to two. Okay, so two out of the last three early season meetings, the Pirates have lost. <laughs> that game's cursed. And then that is even after all the stuff you were talking about with Dewanye, with with guys getting hurt. Seemed like that would happen it, every the, year. If it... The games against Campbell that are here don't bother me. It's just that first one because it's, I mean, it's, it historically is wet and cold. Was it the Campbell game here last and year that was back and forth? Pirates came back, ended up losing in extras, I think. And then that was the, um, that was when Moreland was the Campbell killer. He had like three home runs that game, but we, we gave it up in the end. Uh, Eric says, if ECU decides to go a cheaper route on the practice facility, would it be called the Bill Clark Holmes Trouble Bubble? I mean, he just wanted to get a joke in. That's what fine. What if Bill Clark just built us a home to practice in? Yeah, a house that's empty <laughs> that we can practice in. On the outside, it looks like a house. It looks like a house. Inside, inside is, just, is a practice field. This is not a bad idea. They just build us a big, a big home. Uh, let's see. Chandler, so Courtside Don says one thirty Sunday in the foyer of the practice facility where all the trophies are, him and halftime Steve will put their teeth in because they don't want to embarrass you. 
but they are inviting you to go eat before the game what about you wow i will likely be taking lily and so i usually entice lily by saying hey we'll go out for a uh, daddy daughter date if you go to the game with me so i'll probably eat something with her i just want lily's ref commentary you know she um she actually had thoughts on the refs after the loss to east tennessee state but yes but it was she was not as disappointed she she didn't think they did a terrible job she thought one in particular was bad but, but i, I, I kind of like, like that though i like yeah. that she picked one out yeah. and it was like i'm gonna bully that guy yeah uh so chandler there's an invite if lily doesn't go to the game with me sunday perhaps i'll be there as well okay. i would like a video at halftime of lily's thoughts okay a, a breakdown uh, a daddy daughter breakdown she might not agree to it but i'll i'll <laughs> i'll ask her it's it's a decent idea she's a big off camera by the way she did record the video for our uh prl promo at Menji's. that is nice so we video do, cred to lily brock we do I have her see lily brock intern. being a big she could become a big uh piece behind the scenes here her uh her mother my wife is uh good on the camera taking pictures video and uh maybe she got that from her all right um east carolina east carolina in action sunday three o'clock against tulsa east carolina i didn't watch it last night uh but did see that tulsa got down in the first half came back but lost the three to a good memphis team so i'm hoping that that uh that they'll still be reeling from that loss when they come in here i like the pirates on uh sunday i'm interested to see what that line is because tulsa is now i think nine and four after that narrow defeat to memphis i could see it being like two or three points either way i think it's going to be a very tight spread pirates won't be favored you think they'll be dogs at home i don't think they'll be favored i think it's going to be like pirates by two i'm seeing tulsa four and a half five Mm, i'm all over ecu if that's the case me too i think the pirates win on sunday uh women trying to get to two and oh in league play when they go to memphis on saturday it'll be a three o'clock tip-off and that game will be on espn plus east carolina coming off a blowout win over utsa 82 to 54 in the last two east carolina women's games they have lost by 37 and they have won by 28 so well maybe they'll be in a close one uh that is not uh, the game before that they won by 29 the game before that they won by 21 they hadn't been in a close game in a long long time um i was looking ahead at the men's schedule and we normally have it seems like we normally have a game on nfl sunday nfl super bowl sunday typically this year is the day before sunday super bowl is on the 11th we have a game on the 10th yeah, I think that is a good observation. So that means we play on a Saturday rather than that Super yeah, Bowl. Sunday. I, I was looking ahead to see what our game basketball game situation was with uh, the the championship weekend and then the Super Bowl. But it looks like we're clear. So that would championship be, weekend too. Yeah, I think we're clear on both Sweet. Sundays. Um, I wanted to bring up speaking of Super Bowls, they, it brought oh, and they're both road games. I know. I yeah, we're hitting it this year. Great. All right. Um. I wanted to bring up a Super Bowl conspiracy theory. All right. Well, let's take a break, and we'll do that to wrap up the hour. Okay. Is that cool? All right. Uh, Let's get a break in. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one, hour two. Tony Dunn joins us. We'll talk NFL Week 18, make our picks. Joey, 
has a one game lead over me for first place and his picks are in so uh we'll see if i can catch him this week also uh still to go morgan aylers brian north mark greenheld all coming up later on in the show and more of you on youtube and facebook live back with you pirate radio live on a friday after this listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by pirate water get ready to party pirates go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure 21 and older only pirate water why be yourself when you can be a pirate now back to the show welcome back did you know there's thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that love ecu athletics as much as you do Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call 1-800-DIAL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Jamie says, if they won't make Monday after their uh, the Super Bowl holiday, I'd like them to move it to Saturday. I've always said we should lead from the front here at Pirate Radio and take that Monday off. And others will see that and say, man, that's a great idea. We should make that Monday after the Super Bowl holiday and also get it off. I, I don't know why we can't be trendsetters rather than just sitting back waiting for somebody else to do it. We could start that. Sitting back lollygagging. Yeah. On our laurels. Take the day off. You don't need me that Monday after the Super Bowl. What good am I? Um, Speaking of the Super Bowl. Yes. I wanted to bring up a conspiracy theory. Regarding. You may have heard of it. Yeah. We may have talked about it. We we, we talked about the color. Yeah. When did you talk about it? uh, Earlier this week. Oh, so it wasn't today. Well, no. It wasn't while I was in the room or anything. No, nah, but uh, we have new audiences, so let's talk about it. So if you go by the color of the Super Bowl logo, it matches the teams that are in it going back several years. Going back uh, at least two years. I said several. That's two. No, a couple is two. A few and several is at least three or three. More. Okay, all right, all right, all right. It is a couple of years. And then this year, if it turns out to be Ravens and then any team that is red. All right. So I didn't, I, I just thought it would be, I thought Ravens Niners. Sure, that, that, that's first the, of all, they're the one seeds. Well, I just said any team that was red, but yes. But I didn't think about these combinations because I'm looking at an article now. Bucks Ravens would work. You got to get into the playoffs, though. True. Falcons Ravens again. Once again, you got to get into the playoffs. <laughs> Vikings Chiefs once, once again. again yeah Vikings Texans once again 
so there are a lot of combinations but the last four i read are teams that are still fighting uh, for their playoff to my lives. knowledge the only purple team left is the ravens um and then your reds are the niners but yeah but and well, then no. there's no there's no other the vikings still have a shot well whale did you just give me a whale just give you a donnie whale whale (laughs) no but but the top seeds so i don't know if you explained it so they come out with the logo before the super bowl yes the last two years uh the teams uh in the super bowl so the colors were orange and yellow Bengals, rams last year the colors were green and red eagles chiefs played this year the colors are purple and red and, and the top two seeds happen to be Niners, the Niners and, and, and the, and the and Baltimore. I'm going to say Skins, which is hilarious. Why would you say that? I why would no that idea. even come to your brain? I don't know why. I don't I don't know why I would think that. Um, Ryan said the Chiefs have red, sure, but the Chiefs are in the same yeah, you conference can't do that. with it, the Ravens. Yeah, the, the, the Ravens being the only purple team negates the uh, whole entire AFC. Yep. It makes it an NFC question. I mean, they so for a while. Though, are they, we saying that the the script and all that is real? Yes, I think that's what we're saying. But for a while, the logo was just metal. It was just like gray and silver <laughs> metal, bro. And there was no no Raiders in those years. Uh, I remember the old. Well, I prefer the of, I prefer the old old days of like truly unique per the stadium per the location like. When the Panthers played in Houston, like the Super Bowl logo had a rocket in it, or whatever, because they were in Houston. And that's you know NASA City. Um, I, I like these uh, going back because oh, again, they're so good. The Redskins were in those, so I do remember those. Uh, but they were red, white, and blue for many, many years. And then I do agree with you, Glenn. That one's cool because I'm assuming that was in New Orleans, New Orleans, right? You went. It goes like New Orleans, and then there's a nautical one that is San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they match. They match whatever city or stadium they were in yeah, for the some time. Yeah, bridge in that one. That's cool. That's uh, Niners, probably like somewhere in the San Diego, somewhere in the Bay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, they had the Rose. I remember that one. Can I? I wanted to ask you uh, a recent question that came up: Should the national title game be played in the Rose Bowl every year? No. Um, I was having a chat with a, a a group of gentlemen the other day and they said they say the place is a dump for one how about some cold weather games we'll play it up at green bay how about are we talking college football yeah college football buffalo college football playoffs are in uh buffalo and green bay championship soldier field in chicago <laughs> good wow. gosh some low scoring affairs now i do like watching the rose bowl like it looks it's so aesthetically pretty. Yeah. pleasing it's yes. so beautiful that's probably the only and i feel like they're definitely trying to figure out a way to get that game out of that stadium unfortunately and into the new la stadium because of the corporate seating and the uh luxury boxes that you just don't have well with the rose bowl i say semifinals in cold weather and then reward the two winners of the semifinal they go to the bahamas to yeah or wherever just go to warm weather that could be cali that could be florida Text wherever you want to go. Like Bama, Bama, Michigan at Lambeau would have been cool. Oh, it would have been very cool. Those teams kind of play that way. 
Yeah. Washington, Texas, and Buffalo with like the wind and cold. Not good. Not as cool because we wouldn't have been able to see Pennock spin it like he did and, and you were. So sometimes those domes and nice weather make for much better, you know, football. But seeing Bama and Michigan in, uh, you know, a few inches of snow in Lambeau would have been pretty cool. Next year, I guess it is possible because you could have a home game in January in, at Michigan. Next year. Say that again. When you have the first round of the college playoffs. Oh, and they're playing on uh, team sites. Playing on campus. Good point, yeah. You get a January game in Michigan up there, or Wisconsin, or whoever, up in that area in the the Midwest. There's no telling what could happen. Jamie says, why do we have to wait so long from end of season to championship game? I don't think I mind that that much. I do wish we could get rolling though. Like right the week after finals, I feel like we should be playing ball games. Bowl games? Yeah. Maybe we should be playing the playoffs. You want to play the playoffs right now? I want to get mid December. I want to, I mean. Uh, okay. I mean, you just uh, you spread it out. You got Christmas. You got a lot of stuff going on outside. I did enjoy of, like, that week of Christmas when there was like four bowl games every day. It was the best. Yeah, I, well, you're not going to get that if you play them right away. I'm fine with that because those that, are random that, games, though. I'm, I'm I'm talking about the playoffs. I'm fine where 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 it's at now because you get to look forward to it for another. It's like all right, we get college football for another month. I, maybe I'm weird this way. But the, I always say the best part of ECU and, and college football season is August. All, the anticipation of stuff is better than the actual yep. stuff. Always. So I like the buildup. Especially stuff. when you have seasons like we've had in the past. I like the uh, – it's a little frustrating, but like Selection Sunday, that wait to Thursday, it's almost excruciating. You're so ready for the games. But it is fun to do your brackets, talk about it for a few days before you get to the game you get started and then when it comes it's like there's games all day it goes by so fast yeah if you'd have told high school big dog that he would care more about baseball selection sunday than ncaa march madness selection sunday and and why is that because of ecu baseball right if you'd have told me though like they're going to come in time where like the time in your life where like march madness selection sunday means nothing to you really doesn't mean a whole lot to you Mm. And that baseball selection show on Memorial Day, that's uh, the banger. That's the one you care about. I hear you. And I'm sure a lot of Pirate fans feel that way. I'm able to separate my piratedom from my love for March Madness because I love Selection Sunday. And we've never been a part of it. So Right, I would care if we were. Yeah, if, if, if it was like baseball and we were a top seed nationally, it'd be a whole big difference uh jack says clip pick one team to win this week and you can only pick one cincinnati green bay tampa bay green bay if i could only pick one green bay i know has the packers at home tampa bay green bay has the packers at home green bay has the bears at home uh bucks are on the road at carolina and the bucks who's the other one Uh, it's green bay the bungles are who the Bungles got? Well, the Steelers play the Ravens. That means the Bungles play the Browns, right? And the yes. Browns are sitting and, everybody. Yeah, and they're ready for the playoffs. But I like uh, – mm. I just feel like the best quarterback in this situation is Jordan Love. So, it's what you want to ride with. Browns are sitting people. And then we're talking about the Panthers. I mean, that's a tough one, though. 
how does the Panthers bounce back? I mean, back the Bucs don't have anything blanked? to play off. How does the Panthers bounce, bounce back from getting blanked last week of the, of the season and their owners, you know, the headline of the NFL for the past week? The Packers have the uh, lowest number as far as spread. I think I would take the Bengals, honestly. Hmm. Packers are only just because the Browns are sitting Miles Garrett and, and the big, I just and think, the big yeah. boys. And they'll probably. Is Flacco sitting? Yeah. Probably, yes. I believe so. Yes. Um, the the Packers are only three point favorites. Do you know do you what's the Browns uh or the Bears record, Glenn? They've played sixteen games. They have This is shocking. Well see they have you. six wins. See, you even told him that and he didn't get they have they're seven and nine. Seven and nine. When did that happen? <laughs> well, I, I, it was a late it's a late season thing. Seven and nine. So they're competitive. I mean, Fields has been decent. Yeah. Ever since he came back from injury, they have won four out of their last five. Wins against the Cardinals, Lions, Falcons. Wow. Yeah, they I mean, go they, on the road and beat the Vikings. Beating the Lions is a big deal, though. I mean, the Lions are legit. Yeah. And then they beat the Cardinals. Five. Yeah. So I mean, Justin right. Fields trying to build his case, man. We got to take a break because we're going to talk more NFL next segment. Jack, uh, to answer your question, I'm going to go. Bengals. Glenn is going. Packers. Chandler, you're going Panthers? Out of those three teams, Bengals, Packers, Panthers. Or Bucks. I'm definitely going Bucks. All right, you're taking Bucks. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Tony Dunn joins us after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. And you can stop by for the house salad with grilled cheese chicken the half club sandwich with chips or everyone's favorite the fried shrimp plate after work down on main street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio join down on main every wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m to close down on main street on main street in historic downtown washington now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live on a friday tony dunn from the c3 panthers podcast joining us here on the show and i want to congratulate tony chandler and all of you panthers fans you made it to the end of the year we're almost there yeah and and sometimes you say like because i have been guilty of not paying attention to washington for the last month and it's like man i'm gonna miss the you're gonna miss it when it's gone i'm not gonna miss washington when it's gone i'm gonna miss football and i've been watching red zone but, like, you're not going to be missing a Panthers game in March, are you? Not, not at all. this iteration of the Panthers. Not anyway. at all. Yeah. So, we're we're uh, ready for the offseason, ready to try to rebuild. And, look, we've all well, – both of our teams are going to make coaching changes. 
uh y'all can't relate to this but i'm very excited for cw's nfl draft party this year because washington will be a factor panthers unfortunately won't i had a friend email uh message me i guess it was new year's eve and they were like oh i have a friend you want uh they have some panthers tickets do you want them and i was like uh next week i'm doing i'm just trying to deflect the conversation almost and uh, she said, yeah, they want, their husband got sick or something, and she wants to sell them. She's like, she wants 200 bucks for them. And mm. I was like, uh, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> that, no desire to travel the all and for a meaningless like game. Me $200. Exactly. And then we'll, we'll start to think about it. Um, as we get here to the, uh, I guess we do have some Panthers news to talk about. First time shutout since when? Oh, when? I don't know. Chandler, 2013? No, I don't know. Yeah. I I have no idea. I have <laughs> I, I, I thought about that Your the other Panthers day because guess. we just we we just witnessed that with ECU football with Navy. It's the first time in 20 plus years that the Pirates have gotten shut out. So I, the other day when the Panthers when the clock was hitting zero, I was like, I wonder when the last time. But then I just was like, who cares at this point? Like, I don't care. That was the Panthers' the last time got a shutout, which would have been in 2020. Uh, first shutout loss in 21 seasons. Wow. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. That's how bad it is. So, uh, and then the big story was, of course, David Tepper. David drink Tepper. On a fan. Yeah, the drink thrower. So, was it a Jags fan or a Panthers fan? It Jags. was a Jags fan. Jags. Yeah. yeah. He got fined three hundred thousand dollars, and I guess that's the end of it. Yeah, he didn't even apologize. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I should have. My let passion security. for this team is so strong, and then that's why I did it. I should have let security stop me from doing that. So he put the blame on security. Yeah, <laughs> where to go, security? Uh, You're fired. No, is that the big discussion too was just uh, about how little that is to someone who's worth that much? Yeah. And it's kind of bizarre when you start to think about how much someone who is worth $20 billion is truly worth. And I know that it's mathematically twice as much as $10 billion and four times as much as uh, $5 billion. But when you start to get up there, it becomes exponentially. You're so rich. This $300,000, they broke it down is that if you're worth $200,000 net worth, if you are, that's your value that it would be an equivalent of a $3 fine. Wow. So for him, it was a $3 fine. It's like a, yeah. If you are worth, (laughs) this was fun. As they said, if if your net worth was $50,000, it was 75 cents. So it was like a Sam's club soda (laughs) out of the machine. Unbelievable. So the most expensive possible drink you can imagine is the equivalent of you losing two dollars on a scratch-off ticket how do you even follow rules and laws at that point that's where the discussion truly went is how much and how far you must be out of touch when you have that amount of money where you just ultimately don't even think the the rules of society apply to you and i I don't want to go too far as like at first we're like oh this is the worst thing you could ever do and this and that and like what a terrible human being but i think it's just more symptomatic of like what that financial aristocracy lives in is like gosh i mean 
you true how do you truly hurt this guy yeah what would you have to do i mean to even make if you him gave feel... him like a 10 million dollar it doesn't fine, matter it, yeah it's just not it's so and that's when you start i was like man i just didn't realize 20 billion dollars is that much money but it truly is there's nothing that can shake this guy no, I mean, and I was... People, like, we'll kill... They're like, take draft picks away. <laughs> Some people were saying draft picks. The only thing you do is like... That just hurts me. Execute a member of his extended family. <laughs> and he's probably like, you know what? They were always hitting me up for $3 fines anyway. <laughs> I really don't know what you could do <laughs> to affect somebody with that much money. Yes, yeah. And so, really, that has been a large part of our discussion is... And you maybe, maybe, just maybe... That because Pepper, uh, Pepper, Tepper's uh, public image is at an all-time low, that this will sort of force him into the background more when it comes to football decisions. Yeah, maybe That's I what, don't want to be on all these headlines. Right. Maybe That's I'll... That's the only thing we could think of. I'll, uh, I'll get out of the way a little bit. Somebody, you can make him go to every Panthers game. That could be one thing. It's like, hey, you're not allowed to watch any football but the Carolina. You have to be there from Honestly. kickoff to the last whistle and uh, and be into every game. All right, so Panthers wrapping up their regular season. Um, I'm very curious to hear, and I'm trying. We're actually trying to, in the background, as things settle down, maybe get some more about this. But I want to find, <laughs> like, if we could get that fan on the podcast. <laughs> like, what is the context? What did you say about that Bryce Young interception that threw him? Uh, on tilt. Do you remember, uh, this is a fun ECU story. Uh, I was 15 years old when this happened. So, you know, you could just walk up. Remember when you could just walk up to the jungle Mm -hmm. at the baseball games? Yeah. And, like, I mean, you almost, I don't even know if you had to have a ticket back then. And people would roll coolers up. And So I went to this baseball game, and I remember it was the first time I ever drank a Guinness, and I poured it out. I didn't want people to see me pour it out. This I was like, gosh, this is too, you know, I'm so young. And uh, Wait, so you were how old? Probably 15, uh, 15 or 16. Pounding a Guinness? Trying to, no. And I, like, walked up and poured it out behind <laughs> me so nobody would see, you know, like, you yeah. don't want to be embarrassed. So we went and we went to this baseball game and we we're in left field, and this guy was with Mark, and I won't say his last name. He gave a master class on smack talk he talked junk to the left fielder i mean from the moment this game started to the end about his last at bat what he did on second base i mean he just went into the well of all of this junk talking when we were walking out of the game the opposing team bus stopped and the coach got off and gave Mark Benton an earful for how much. Did you just say his last name? Oh, he did. I did. <laughs> Dang, I did say it. But just gave him an earful about how, like, and I just was like, this is the type of, <coughs> it must have taken that level of junk talk <laughs> to get Tepper to go over. Whenever he said something personal, I'm sure it like wasn't just like, hey, your team stinks. It had to be something somewhat personal, I would think. To get somebody to throw yeah, a drink man, on uh, What does the Jags fam really know? Gosh, I'm, I'm dying to know what the what sent him overboard. Mike P said he should have to sit in the upper deck with fans during yeah. games. He should, well, I would say if they're expensive still. Like, is that's the other thing that's wild, too, about how rich he is, is the Panthers have just made him money. What if he just said, hey, um, tickets are free next year? 
that would be a good start. I mean, that that would be yeah. one good start. Yeah, and he would have the uh, the means to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could do that for like ten years straight. Simply. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't. That Free beer through the first quarter. Yeah. Oh God, that would create a lot of Tony and Marks out there. <laughs> <laughs> that would create some issues. Uh, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to our picks. I got Danny's picks. I got Joey's picks. Um, Joey has a one-game lead over me. Tony, you're six back of first, five back of me for second. Chon's still bringing up the rear. Chon, you got to catch Danny. You don't want to be last. We will do this through the playoffs. So you've got we time. We missed last week. We did miss last week. I almost texted you. Shame on me. You should have. Uh, but you did not. I did not. We'll take a break, come back, have more for you, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. And Bud Light reminds pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Thank you, Charlie Red. Uh, twinning again. Two days in a row. Kind of crazy. It's getting a little freaky. And Chandler got called out so much, he decided to wear Pirate Radio gear here on a Friday. Yep. Wearing his uh, Pirate Radio hoodie here. Tony Dunn joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. We'll make some NFL picks. This is, uh, and Chandler and I were talking earlier today. He was uh, surprised on a couple of lines. And I haven't looked. I'm going to look at lines for the first time as we make our picks. Um, and just try to go off memory, which I have it in front of me, of who's playing for the playoffs, whose position is already uh, determined at this point, whether you're in or out of the playoffs, because this is a funky week. We went over that list of starting quarterbacks earlier this week. It is uh, it's rough out there. Well, you could just guess that every team is eligible for the playoffs. It's like I think the record I read the most, or my friend was telling me the most teams – where week 17 has mattered it's like 1970 something hmm. you know is that math math everybody there's some kind of weird investment for a lot of different teams i think even chicago technically can get into the playoffs still somehow so well that is incorrect uh teams in the afc that haven't clinched that are still alive jacksonville buffalo indianapolis houston pittsburgh so that's five right there on uh one Doesn't side chicago have seven wins 
Yeah, but they are eliminated. They are? Yep. Uh, teams in the NFC that still have a chance that are not locked in but can get in. Tampa, Green Bay, Seattle, New Orleans, Minnesota. So just a ton of teams. And the, and the Falcons. Falcons, who are below the Bears in the standings but right. can still uh, win that division somehow. Yeah, so New, New Orleans, Tampa, and uh, the Falcons are all competing, basically, for the division. <laughs> yeah, but uh you could still mathematically get two south teams in the playoffs yeah. if uh green bay seattle lose and uh say the saints win their game so yeah a lot to be determined this final week of the regular season will make for a fun sun uh sunday and an entertaining saturday because we got texans colts saturday night but before we get there saturday afternoon steelers ravens and this is one of those games that chandler was surprised at the line the steelers are a three-point favorite mike tomlin has logged himself into another winning season tony the worst they can do is nine and eight it's incredible 500 or better his entire career he's about to get fired at nine. <laughs> the ravens though i'm taking the ravens they got what huntley they do and you know what else they do they have that preseason winning streak where no matter who's play, they just have something about their team that no matter who's playing they can find a way to win you know the steelers have beat them the last six out of seven times i did not know that's that. wild that is super wild is that yeah. true pretty sure because you just told me something that wasn't true. i tell you things that are false <laughs> all the time and i'm i'm pretty sure they have uh, i just read this about their game let's take a look at this so i'm looking at the steelers the steelers beat them earlier this okay no that was yeah beat them earlier this season beat them to end last season lost to them last season swept them the previous year swept them the year before that so they have won six out of the last seven times tony Dunn. i got something right bang yeah well i'm picking uh against them here i'm taking the ravens that is crazy though it's good well no it's, it's the ravens insane. haven't been a juggernaut though yeah, six out of seven. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would have. I mean, they've been good this year, and they've already lost. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Ravens as well because I, I don't even know who the Steelers' quarterback is. It is Root Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Yeah, uh, Joey is taking the Steelers. Danny is taking the Ravens. Chandler, I'm going to go Ravens. Okay, that six out of seven didn't change anything. Texans at Colts. Winner gets into the playoffs. I don't know how to pick this one. I want to pick with my heart. Which would be Gardner Minshew? Yeah. But my head. Joey, how do you feel about this game? Or Jamie, how do you feel about this game? Oh, I was like, where Where are any of these people <laughs> these, at? I <laughs> uh, don't know where Joey is. Jamie is on the chat. Okay. Um, Texans beat the Colts earlier in the season. Um, Stroud had a great game. Uh, Stroud's back now and again comes right back out firing and doing well. Nico Collins is going to be playing in this game. Uh, so is the – who's the other guy? He played for the Rams and now, then he went to the Titans and now he's with the Texans. Rob – no. I don't know. Robert Woods? Yeah. He's playing. And I think he I ain't had heard a good, his name in forever. I think he had a good game last week. I didn't pay attention last week. Um, this is tough because I don't really know whose defense is going to play well. Right, is that the Colts' defense can get shredded in the secondary. The Texans' defense has been kind of 
susceptible to the run all season. And then you got Jonathan Taylor coming back. He's finally starting to get, you know, he had his first good game last week. Where's it at? At Indy. Uh, does that change anything? Not really. Jamie has instructed us not to pick the Colts. All right. He also says the Colts, Colts beat the Texans the first game, which uh, would mean Tony just said something Did correct. Okay. So you're right now. You're just, one and two. I spit a lot of information, and I like had nine facts out there, and who knows how many were correct. People don't know this. Tony's uh, appearance, he always does one truth and seven lies, and you have to pick out the truth. That many lies? Well, well. seven truths, one lie. I'm going Colts. Just uh, so that would have been Gardner's first game in, maybe no? just to oppose uh, Jamie. I actually was going to go Colts anyway, but since Jamie uh, said that, I'm definitely put you over Colts. the top. Danny's taking the Texans. Joey's taking the Texans. Tony. I'm taking the Texans. <coughs> Mount Island. All right, you haven't picked yet. Yeah. What's the line? Houston is a road favorite. Uh, I'll take the Texans. Mm, that's interesting all right browns at bungles uh man the browns are they really gonna teach me something about old joe flacco took a nap was it last week took a nap when who they beat last week big time was it the jets on thursday night yeah (laughs) he's on the sidelines they're up by like 30 points and he had clothes in his eyes He's so tired. Well, that's why they're letting him rest this week. I know. Oh, they are? I he's not so. even playing? I believe he's not. God. So how do you pick that game? The Bengals are seven-point favorites. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, Jeff Driscoll. Who the heck is... Yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the, uh, Bengals. the Bengals. Yeah, Bengals. Joey's taking the Browns. I'll take the Bengals, too. Wait, don't you have to... Take, doesn't he have to take the Browns? Oh, that's right. Yeah. He has to pick against them. Danny uh, is taking the Browns. Okay. Vikings at Lions. Now, I think the Lions are locked in, right? To the three? Yeah, because they won their division the first time in 30 years or something. <coughs> um, I'm going to take... So, Nick Mullins is going to start for Minnesota. I guess his I'm golf play... the Lions. Yeah, I'm taking the Lions. I think everybody's going to take the Lions. Chandler? I'm going to go Lions. All right. All right, here we go. Jags at Titans. So, Jags win. They win the division. Who's Is Trevor back yet? No, maybe. That's, they blanked us. So, Trevor didn't play against you, right? No. no. Uh, Lawrence Iffy with division on the line. He expected to be questionable. I don't. I'm taking the Jags. I don't like those. I'm, I've never gotten the Titans right this year. I don't like the Titans. Or I'm sorry. I don't like the I Jags. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, I don't like the Titans either. Um, the, the shame on the Jags though. They should already have won. They should be. Yeah, they, they should, should be have clinched this tight like the division like eight weeks ago. Let me look at some of their games like. They should be in. So they lost thirty to twelve to the Bucks. They got beat by the Ravens. That's okay. Lost Went on to the a Browns. Four game losing streak. Lost to the Bengals. Um, and then they lost uh, early to the Texans. That one killed me in Survivor. 
Um, so, yeah, they have, have really struggled, got back on track with a win last week against the Panthers. The Jags should be the South champion. Yeah. They right. should have been it in week 10. I'm going to take the Jags. Who are you taking, Chandler? Titans are spoilers. Yeah, I can see that happening. All right, Jets at Pats. I just saw something, yeah, Tony. What this a is terrible this game. is awful. So, Robert Sala on the release of Dalvin Cook. Quote, just good business for everybody. Dalvin's been an unbelievable teammate. Well, that's nice. I like yeah. nice moments in sports. Yeah. We're going to let Dalvin go and play in the playoffs. He, uh, he's going to go to the Ravens. He did what he could here. Yeah, he's a Raven now. What did he do for the Jets? Nothing. Yeah. He was a good teammate. He was an <laughs> unbelievable teammate. Unbelievable. You wouldn't believe this the teammate guy, he was. He brought in donuts every morning. Uh, Belichick's last stand? Danny says no. Danny thinks he'll be back next year. I Who is the Jets quarterback? I think the— Simeon? Don't the Patriots always beat the Jets though? And the Pat and the Patriots, we don't. Man, the Zappy guy is terrible too. Patriots, Jets, the Patriot. <clears throat> oh my God! They haven't what? How long? The Jets. The last time the Jets beat the Patriots was what year, Chandler? We are in 2024 currently. I'm gonna say like 2009. Wow, you're going way back. 2015. Oh, wow. But since 2009, <laughs> we can go back that far if you want. The Jets have time. won two, four, four times since 2009. I will take the God. Patriots. And they play at least twice a year. I'm taking the Patriots. That is crazy. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the Pats. Pats for me, too. Danny's taking the Pats. Uh, Joey is on Jets Island in this game. All right, Tony. Falcon Saints. Ugh. Two teams still alive. I can't believe the Saints are still alive. I can't believe the Falcons are still alive. They're in the alive. NFC South. Yeah, true. I am going Falcons. But the Saints did win the last couple of weeks. They've won some uh, pretty impressive games, right? What am I thinking of? I don't know. Oh, it was winning against at Tampa last week. Yeah. Not that that's super impressive, but like they blew them out, basically. Yeah, the Bucks. <laughs> blew their opportunity so who are you taking i am taking the falcons all right on the road i'm gonna take the saints because i'm anti-falcon danny's taking the saints joey's taking the falcons chandler break the tie who's danny going with uh the saints i'm gonna go saints too all right shirley take us to break when we return We'll get to uh, some of the later games. Bears at Packers. Packers win therein. Cowboys Commanders. Cowboys can win the East with a win over Washington. Bills Dolphins Sunday night. Winner wins the AFC East. We'll talk about those and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. I'm gonna win big. 
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Saw on ESPN's bottom line, Michael Brantley has retired after 15 seasons in Major League Baseball. Starting to uh, get a little more baseball talk going in here. Coming up next week, uh, next Tuesday, we have Jeff Palumbo, East Carolina assistant baseball coach, joining us next Thursday. ECU pitching coach Austin Knight will join us on the program. So we'll uh, get you ready for the upcoming Pirate baseball season. Last week of the NFL regular season, um, looking ahead to wild card, are they doing so? The wild card, you're going to have two games on Saturday three games on sunday and they're gonna have that monday night Ooh. uh prime time one of the games game. is only on peacock too oh the first game saturday the annual like houston texans game yeah they put the the crap game uh there early saturday <laughs> although there's only <laughs> there's only two games on saturday now so it probably goes like four and then eight or whatever yeah four thirty Wait, so they're going to put that in primetime? Guess so. Maybe they'll get a good game, actually. Because NBC has 4.30. The other one's to be determined. I would assume they would go 4.38 rather than 1 o'clock 4.30, right? Uh, But it says TBD at this point. All right, uh, back to the picks. Joey, a one-game lead over me. Tony is six games out of first. Danny is 12 games back. Chan is 17 games out of first place but right now chandler's just trying to catch danny beal so he doesn't finish last and we are on the panthers and bucks at bank of america to the panthers do they can they play spoiler this sunday no we already have this year with falcons what we do to them beat them one time beat them and ruin their playoff chances they're still in it but they could be even more in it. <laughs> uh, Joey's taking the Bucks. Danny's taking the Bucks. I will take the Bucks. Chan is taking the Panthers, I guess. I'll take them. The Panthers? Yeah. All right. And Tony? Bucks. How about Baker Mayfield's season? Big time. I mean, Good for him. him and Mike Evans just destroying it. Good for him. Mike Evans is just ha- he's been unstoppable. Bears at Packers. The Bears have seven wins. That is the most shocking thing I've heard this week about. The and NFL. the first pick in the NFL draft. That they do. Uh, Packers win and you're in. Both Joey and Danny say the Bears are going to play spoiler and beat the Packers. Me too. And Tony. Wow. The Packers stink. <laughs> oh, and they beat the Panthers 33-30 a couple weeks ago. I'll take the Packers, but I don't feel great about it. Chandler. I'll take Packers pack in the playoffs all right broncos at raiders who's sean who's sean payton bringing in for quarterback because it's not going to be russell wilson jared stedham yeah i'm talking about next year oh 
Oh, great question. Uh, yeah, like who's his guy? He's, why, why can't they bring him back next year? It, uh, they already made the decision, I guess. I thought it was just to make sure that – well, I, this feels a lot like what the Raiders did with Derek Carr. Okay, well, he didn't end up back there, did he? Did he play that next year, or was that last year that they did that with the $40 million? Remember they sat – I guess it was. Am I wrong? I just feel like the relationship has no, deteriorated it's, it's too much. It definitely doesn't look good on the outside. Yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, they don't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick. The question for the Raiders is uh, if they're going to go stay inside, keep Antonio Pierce, or go outside and uh, hire a coach. I like the Raiders here. Joey's taking the Raiders. Danny's taking the Broncos. Broncos, such a mess. I'll take the Raiders. Raiders. I want to go down the list real quick. Are the Raiders playoff eligible by any chance? No. I think they've been eliminated. Uh, they are 7-9 and nine and eliminated. Uh, let's go teams that will be looking for a new quarterback next year. So, oh, Dolphins, man. no. Bills, no. Jets, no. No, correct. Patriots, yes. yes. Ravens, no. Browns, yeah. No, they got Joe Flacco. <laughs> they're not going to ride with Flacco. Why not? Who was there? Oh, they got Watson, yeah. so they're good. Uh, Steelers, no, they're not. They're better with Flacco. Dude. Okay, my point is they have a quarterback. Okay. Steelers. Maybe. Yes. They've already given up on picking, it feels like. Bengals, no. Jags, no. Colts, no. No. Texans, no. no. Titans. No. Who's their guy? Will Levis? Levis. Yeah. Okay. Chiefs, no. Broncos, yes. yes. Raiders, yes. Chargers, no. Should Correct. be keeping up with this number. So I don't even know who the Are Raiders, Raiders giving up on Jimmy G? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Patriots. So we got the Pats. They should just go get Flacco. Steelers. Uh, Broncos. Raiders. So four in the AFC. All right, let's go NFC real quick. Cowboys, they know their quarterback. Eagles have one. Giants? No. Okay. I mean, looking for one. So, yes. So, they're not looking for one? They are. They are. Even with Daniel Jones locked up? Yeah, I think so. All right, that's five. Commanders would be... I think the Commanders yes. are. Really? Yeah. You I just think. went... Remember when you were just rubbing I remember. my face with Sam Howe and how good he was just a month ago? I do remember. Things have changed. <laughs> Things have changed. Uh, because I think they're going to bring in a new coach. He's going to want to bring in his guy. So okay. that puts us at six. Lions have their guy. Packers have their guy. Vikings, I think Cousins is leaving, right? Right. So that's seven. Bears is... Well, what about Cousins to the Broncos? I could definitely see that. Bears? they The fans want uh, Fields back. Do they? They chanted that the other day. Yeah. Oh, wow. We want fields. They we are. want fields. They have the number one pick, man. They're going to get a quarterback? They, I'm just saying they're in the market. I don't know if they will do it, but... We'll put them at eight. Uh, Bucks? Yes. Yes what? They need a one. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, Baker, Baker. you think you're going to rock with Baker? Yeah, I think they go after one. Okay. Saints? Yes. Um. Wait, Carr... They are, he's yeah, one and done. They're not happy. Jameis is their guy. Falcons definitely need one. Yep. Panthers got yep. their guy. Niners have one. Rams, is Stafford still around? 
Yes. All right. So we'll. I think that. almost the whole West is probably out of it. Seahawks. They got to be looking go for with, a guy. Yeah. And the Cardinals. And no, I guess they got no. Murray. So we're at least, we're almost at half the league. We're at 12 or 13 teams that are going to be quarterback, quarterback shop in the South. Now let's do coaches. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It could be about too. the same. But isn't that crazy? I think it might be about 10 coaches this year. You got about almost half the league that's going to be looking for a new quarterback. That's and a enough. third of the league looking for coaches. All right. Let's uh, get back to the picks. Eagles at Giants. I'll take the Eagles. But boy, did they... You talked about how the Stuck Jags felt like they should have clinched a while back. The Eagles I know. feel like they should have. Didn't they start like 10-2 and two or something? Or? Yeah. And uh, we're shaky in a few of those wins, but even I was saying like, hey, they're winning. Who too. cares? Me too. Yeah. Eagles. Uh, Joey's it. taking the Eagles. Danny's taking the Eagles. Same. Tony's taking the Eagles. Sweep. Sweep it. Uh, Seahawks at Cardinals. Seahawks for me. Seahawks are still alive, which is why I picked them uh, last week against the Steelers. Didn't work out. Uh, but I will take them this week to win again. Uh, Tony's taking the Seahawks. Everybody's taking the Seahawks, Chandler. Yes. yes. Boy, the Cardinals have been the ultimate spoiler, though. Yeah. Um, what, four wins so far? Yeah. and they Two beat, against the NFC East. Yeah, they beat the uh, Cowboys and the Eagles. Chiefs at Chargers. Who's the Chiefs starting quarterback this week, Tony? They don't have to win to get in? I think they're like, well, no, no. They're locked in. And, in fact, they might be locked in to the three. Dang. I have no idea. Blaine Gabbert. (laughs) Glaine Babbert. Glaine Babbert. Uh, Wow. Um, I'm still taking the Chiefs. Yeah, they have a good defense. And And are they sitting those guys? Yeah. All right, Chiefs. What's the line on that? Just to see who's sitting and who's not. Chiefs are three and a half point dogs. Wow. So they're sitting a lot. Lines are weird this week. (coughs) Rams at Niners. Ooh. Niners. Hey, by the way. Do the Niners need to win? Does it help? No. They're done. They're they're done. Niners the are still Rams a four point favorite. Can get in if they win. Right? Rams have clinched. They're clinched. And I said they would make the playoffs. Carson Wentz is starting for them. Oh, give me the Niners. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> All right. You take yeah, because Sam Darnold, right? You got Sam Darnold versus. It's, Carson oh, I'll take Wentz. him over Wentz. <laughs> really? That's I'll take what any a, quarterback. I'll take any person over Carson Wentz. Gosh, that bad. Cowboys at Commanders. Cowboys. Cowboys. I'll I'm take really the boys. rooting for the Commanders more than anything this week. Yeah, Tony's got a season-long prop bet. He needs Dak to throw for less than 140 yards. Oh, I wish you luck. You I guys. don't think it's going to happen. No. And it looked so good five weeks ago. The headliner: Bills at Dolphins. Winner takes the AFC East. Bills. I'm taking the Bills too. Now Joey and Danny are on the Dolphins. Man, so I, I'm gonna go Dolphins too. Dolphins got Dolphins haven't won a big game all year, except well, for the Dallas game. They did Dallas, beat Dallas. Dallas at home. That yeah. was the only one. Shirley, what is your vibe? Uh, what do we do? Vibe check. What's your uh, vibe check? One to ten on Dolphins hosting the Bills Sunday night. Um, originally I was somewhere between a five and a six, 
but then I got to take a look at the injury report. Uh, Jalen Waddle is questionable, so but he did participate in practice. Tyreek Hill is a full participant, so he's good to go. So with we, a burned down house, homeless, yeah, but. with a burned down house. Um, and so uh, it, from everything I've been able to see, a lot of the injuries that we've had. Uh, a lot of those guys are back. So my vibe check now is uh, a solid eight. Man, I don't like that. The, the Bills beat them 48 to 20 last time around. It was the Dolphins' first loss. I, I like uh, a bounce back, but I don't know. I'm, I'm on the Bills. I mean, I'm rooting for the Dolphins. I, like, I too, would yeah. love to see that offense and them get in the playoffs and make uh, some problems for some people. But I think the Bills have been one of those teams that we just kind of, the media has just poo-pooed all season long. Yeah, I forgot about it right. Yeah. So let's say the Dolphins do get that two seed. They would play a nice, sunny Miami home game against, well, the last, so it would be like the uh, the Colts or, or a team like that. And we could see them put up a bunch of points yeah. and have fun and then in the all playoffs. Of a sudden you think that, yeah. But then they, would get I, a, I then they would get a nice, sunny game at home against Kansas City. So wow. I, I like that. I want Wouldn't that, that to be happen. Better for the well. Ooh, with Kansas City and Buffalo end up having to go. The yeah, same. that oh, would be good gosh. too. Either way, we're in for a treat. I yeah. feel like. Well, I, I would like to see them play well because of the spanking we got last week from the Ravens. So I I don't want two weeks in a row heading into the playoffs yeah. where we're not playing well at that because that you know you're you're asking and you're begging for an early exit so i don't want that to happen i want them to come out with a little bit of fire and you know under them and uh you know beat the bills i mean you shouldn't have to have any type of motivation coming into this game i mean the game itself is motivation enough they embarrassed you gave you your first loss in buffalo it's time to you know kind of flip the script on them so if the dolphins lose and have 11 wins they're gonna end up somewhere i don't know about the browns tiebreaker but they'll be like at they could be at kansas city in the first round or at buffalo could they be at buffalo that would be I awesome imagine so. if they played two weeks in a row oh yeah see or, that would just are two matchups in a row yeah all right, Tony. That's going to give me an ulcer. I'm rooting for the Bills now. That, that's going to just make for fun playoffs. Tony, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Enjoyed it. We'll uh, we'll take a break. Come back. C3 Podcast, folks. Check it out on uh, YouTube. We'll take a break. Come back. Morgan Aylers joins us. We're guest heavy in hour three with Morgan, with Brian North, with Mark Greenhelch. Kenny Curling's making his picks in the chat. What's up, Kenny? Good to see you. Uh, back with you, Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Chaibreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fort, in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street, and on Greenville Boulevard in the old Pizza Inn location. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Let's welcome in Morgan Aylers on the Pirate Radio Live line joining us here today. Morgan, how you doing, sir? Doing great. Happy New Year to everybody there, and I hope everybody is uh, doing great this first Friday in January. Happy New Year to you, sir. Looking forward to a fun sports weekend where we got NFL Week 18. We've got uh, some pirate hoops, men's and women's, women on the road, men at home. We'll talk about that in a moment. And then extending the weekend into Monday, uh, Morgan, we got the national championship game between Michigan and Washington. The team ECU faced off against week one of the college football season is now here playing the final game of the season, trying to win it all. Uh, what do you think about that matchup between the Huskies and the Wolverines? It's going to be a really interesting matchup. If, if Michigan's defensive front seven play the way they did in their in their semifinal game. You know they're going to have a chance to slow Washington down a little bit, but I think Washington's offensive line is really, really good. So I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup to watch. But uh, if Washington can get into a rhythm offensively and they can get out in front of Washington, uh, Michigan by a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns, it's going to be tough for Michigan to catch up because I think then they're going to have to do things that they're not comfortable or as comfortable doing, throwing the football deep as Washington is. And I think I like the Huskies in this one. Yeah, I I like it for the same reason, Morgan, where Washington uh, have been some detractors of their defense, but Michigan really doesn't wow you offensively. So it is a true offense versus defense battle uh, in this game and going to be a lot of fun. And talk to Holton Aylers uh, earlier this week on the show and uh, asked Holton if uh, does he have a soft spot for lefty quarterbacks. And uh, he said, yeah, he enjoyed watching Michael Penix the other night. And, man, he – he throws about the best, most accurate deep ball in the game, Morgan. It's a it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, he really he does. You know, he's you know their offense, and I think you and I talked about it. Um, you know, earlier this year, Penix has some really good wide receivers, and he yeah. can get out there and and throw the football deep, and he does that. And he's they're they're big, they're fast, and they really run good vertical routes down the side of the field. And that's where if you watch Washington, that's where they're very. Uh, dynamic. I mean, he just gets out there. They know how to go up and get the football, and uh, he throws it up there. They can catch it, and it's uh, they're fun to watch. And it's I think Michigan's going to be tested a, a really uh, a lot on Monday night. And again, I'm one of the lines. I haven't even looked at the lines in that game and the over under in that game. Well, you're ta- you said you're taking Washington. Uh, go ahead and take the money line, Morgan. Uh, right now, I think it's four and a half. Uh, Michigan, a favorite. I like Washington. Total points is fifty six and a half. I think it's going to. I take the over in that. I think it's going to be about sixty three, and I think it's going to be uh, Washington thirty eight. 
and then whatever 63 38 from 63 is for michigan all right do the math uh morgan likes the huskies and the over uh coming up in monday's championship morgan uh what are your thoughts so far on ecu's football offseason talked to john david baker earlier this week and he's doing all he can to get pieces in not only three or four years from now but uh that'll pay off but right now transfer portal they are trying to build this thing quick and get it going when we return to the field in september uh what's your take on uh what the staff has done so far well i think we all know that they had to go out and find some pieces and some uh you know in the world of of the nil and the world of the transfer portal you can go out and find some uh, uh instant gratification i guess is maybe a good way to put it with some guys that can come in here right away and, and play i think you did that two years ago when you brought in the ryan joneses and you know got him in here from the transfer portal you brought in uh, that year, you got Isaiah Winstead, among others, Jalen uh, Johnson. And I think they're doing it again this year. And I like the, the pickups they've had offensively and defensively. Had the big offensive lineman commit uh, from Florida State the other day. You know, he's whether it's a work in progress or, you know, he's got the, the experience at a, at a high level of football. Maybe he can come in here and, and, and compete. And, you know, it sounds like they've got some really good wideouts, a good quarterback, and, um, you know, they're they're finding those pieces now. They can get them in here now. How does that translate to wins in the fall? I think you'll have more wins than you had last year, and I really think East Carolina will be back in the bowl picture again next year, which is exciting. Yeah, I uh, had a bowl defense this past season. If the offense can catch up, we'll be winning uh, some ball games. Uh, Morgan Ayler is joining us. Morgan East Carolina coming off uh, their worst home basketball performance uh, when they go back to Minji's on Sunday, but really played well on the road for 36-ish uh, minutes against FAU, had a chance to win that game, end up losing by 15, really got away from them late, uh, but you hope the Pirates have a, a similarly uh, inspired effort on Sunday when they take on Tulsa because they didn't look themselves uh, last time in Minji's against East Tennessee State. No, they didn't, and you know, East Carolina, for for whatever reason it's been this year, the games they've struggled, they've, they've missed different uh, pieces to the puzzle within their lineup, and you know, the last home game, they I don't think Ben Baila played. I don't think Quentin DeBunje played. You know, Quentin had a really strong game the other night against Florida Atlantic before he got hurt. I don't know what the status of, of he of Q's going to be uh, on Sunday, but like he turned that ankle in the replay pretty good. But, uh, you know, he was playing well. And, you know, East Carolina doesn't have the marquee players that some of the bigger schools have. They have to have a um, eight nine man rotation, I think, is a good way of putting it. But you got to have guys that go in there and you know can contribute on a night in night out basis. Still waiting for Cam Hayes to really light it up. And yeah, we'll do that Sunday. You just kind of hope Morgan. I was talking about that. That the, uh, can we use the rust excuse at this point? Uh, just uh, you feel like better days are ahead. Hopefully for him this year. Oh, I, and I totally agree with that. I mean, he's already proven that he can score at the ACC level, the SEC level. Um, you know. I think, though, and even though he has been with the team uh, up until, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, he hasn't been in that rotation. He hasn't been out there when they're running the ones versus the twos or, or whatever they do in practice. He hasn't been a part of that. If he has, he, you know, he's been the guy that's been, you know, on the, the backside of the other side of that team. Now he's out there with them, and it's going to take a little while to to get out there and get into the rhythm of things. and. I just got a strange feeling once he gets into a rhythm, he's going to be hard to stop because I've seen him shoot and, uh, you know, he can really fill it up. It's just a matter of the confidence and the rhythm and, 
getting that whole, you know, East Carolina offensive scheme, you know, they pass the ball extremely well on the outside. They really move the ball around the court. Sometimes I think even Coach Schwartz would want them to take, you know, come off the screens a little bit harder and be a little bit more aggressive with the shot. I think R.J. Felton did that the other night. I think Quentin DeBunjay did it the other night against FAU. But they really have to uh, uh, to do that at home and get into that rhythm and, and for the Pirates to be successful. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a good effort uh, coming up Sunday when East Carolina takes on Tulsa. Tulsa, by the way, a strong second half against Memphis last night but fell three points short to the ranked Tigers. So Tulsa, pretty good team. I think coming in here around nine and four should be a good one coming up on Sunday. The women on the road at Memphis on Saturday looking to get to 2-0 and in conference play. Morgan, uh, Kenny Curlings on YouTube says, tell Morgan to load up my songs. I'm coming to see him tonight, get my sing on. Uh, what you doing tonight? night morgan we are playing at the uh, market street pub in washington and i'm gonna tell you something kenny curlings he's become a really good friend and he's a big uh, obviously a friend of the station and he's a huge pirate fan kenny's got some pipes kenny can sing a little bit don't let him fool you don't think he's just a uh a, a cut off sleeve beer drinking you know redneck from blunt's creek Ken, kenny got some pipes he can he can sing a little bit <laughs> kill me for saying that that's a great line we got that forever now saved here at pirate radio I'm going to use that when he calls into the fifth quarter, Morgan. You can do that. I can do my, my PA voice and do the announcing on it. <laughs> now, from Blunt's Creek, North Carolina, that beer-drinking, cut-off shirt-wearing, cowboy-loving fan, Kenny Curling. You know you're big time when you got your own intro here on Pirate Radio from Morgan Ehlers. Good stuff. Morgan, we'll see you Sunday in Minji's, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great weekend. All right. And there is DJ Captain Morgan. Morgan Aylers joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Brian North joins us when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Back with you after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back east plumbing viva electric and roland black heating and cooling have teamed up to form new blue service group offering eastern north carolina the best in plumbing electrical and hvac services Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Coming up at 6 o'clock. Kind of a uh, Pirate Radio Live rewind for you. Looking back at the week that was, interviews with John David Baker, Holton Aylers, and Jacob Jenkins Coward. If you missed those or want to hear them again, we'll serve them up to you on our airwaves coming up at 6 o'clock. You can hear those at any time in podcast form where you get your podcast or on YouTube at Pirate Radio TV. Subscribe. We have our show every day 
uh, on YouTube available for you, the Brian Bailey Show, and uh, all of our pre- and post-game coverage for ECU Athletics as well, right there on Pirate Radio TV. Um, Saw this. It's kind of some former Pirate news. So, Trip Weaver leaves East Carolina as a, a DB coach, goes to Austin P to be their defensive coordinator, and he's bringing a former Pirate with him. Brandon Williams, former East Carolina linebacker, very underrated player during his time here, very productive linebacker for the Pirates, has been still around and uh, in a, a coaching position with ECU in the past, but now he's going to Austin P. Shirley as their linebackers coach. Is that right? That's Sorry, where he I played. had the mic off. Yes, and, linebackers uh, coach. And that's where he will coach. So congratulations to former Pirate Brandon Williams, uh, named Austin Pease linebacker coach. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and get you ready for the sports weekend with Brian North, who joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. North, happy new year. How you doing, man? Doing well, Clifford, you are. Yes, sir. Happy new year to you and yours. I saw some uh, photographic evidence of the uh the destroying that went on in your living room on christmas so it looked like you and the girls had a merry one uh the girls certainly did uh it looked like a santa bomb went off in our living room i showed a picture with you personally yeah <laughs> the, uh, the aftermath uh we still haven't learned to clean up yet after our initial mistake. sure it's, uh, yeah it'd be why spoiled a euphoria they were having a good time well that is uh good to hear 2024 is here brian do you do uh new year's resolutions no, not really. I mean, every year we all kind of take stock and say, I'm too fat and I need to do something different. Right. But, uh, but you know, nothing concrete like, you know, I have to do this or that. I've, I've never adhered to that. You're supposed to make lifestyle changes. It should not be uh, due to the beginning of a year. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I look at it like everybody else and go, huh, all right, maybe I should do this this year. And then three days later, you just go on living the way you were living. We'll talk some uh, sports New Year's resolutions, and uh, Mike Houston's was certainly to fix this uh, this offense that yeah. did not produce in 2023 and uh, has gone about that in many different ways, including bringing in a new offensive coordinator, John David Baker. We talked to him on Tuesday. Uh, J.D., he takes, uh, I've talked about this with some folks, he takes laid back to a new extreme, and I like that. He is a laid-back individual, I think a confident individual, and very ready uh, to get to work here, already has. And, in fact, Brian has said uh, when we asked him about his time in Greenville, he has spent more time away from Greenville than in Greenville with all the recruiting he's doing. He's been on the road. Now got the coaches' convention uh, coming up. So he has spent a lot of time away from here trying to make things better here. You know, his personality seems to kind of fit, you know, the opposite attract the uh, the odd couple with Houston is a tense guy, and now he's a little more laid back. And a lot of times that works, right? You have good cop, bad cop, all those different dynamics. And everything you hear so far is great. But as we know, uh, first quarter of the first game, if there's three three and outs in a row, they'll be booing him and trying to, you know, uh, take care of things in a different way. So, um, like what I've seen so far, he's passing all the eyeball tests and and hearing tests about how he's going about things seems very professional, seems very um, just has it together, and seems like he's going to be a big, a good fit in Greenville. But got to recruit the right players to get in there. It's all about the Jimmys and the Joes. Yeah, and we've talked this week about the the seat that Mike Houston's on, and 
I don't know, Brian, coming off the year he he's coming off of, how hot is that seat? I mean, he he even came out and, and said, you know, I promise this won't happen again and, and all that stuff. It, it's lip service, but I, I'm sure he believes that or at least uh, is trying to make himself believe that because this is a, a very important year for him. Oh, there's no doubt. And look, he's never been through this before. Yeah. His whole career, anything that he's ever done, he's been successful. He's never been through a season like this. So, um, yeah, I think he believes in himself. I think some of the cryptic things he said in his final press conferences about um, he second-guessed himself or he should have trusted his gut instinct. And my guess was that was things to do with the coaching staff and the portal and, and some players that he had. So, um, looks like it's going to be a, a little more no-nonsense Mike Houston, right? He spent all the money he had saved up in the bank from the previous bowl season. Now it's back to results again. And so uh, I, I think he's, he's feeling it. But sometimes, you know, real competitors, they like that challenge. And so I think he's going to embrace it wholeheartedly to find out if he really has what it takes to be a successful football coach. Looking around college football in the state of North Carolina, Mac Brown uh, going to be back for the Tar Heels. And I uh, saw a report on ESPN that they are looking at Jeff Collins uh, to replace Gene Chizik as their defensive coordinator. And uh, we know that name. He was a head coach at Temple, a head coach at uh, Georgia Tech. When I think about him, I think of the very tight T-shirt that he would wear under his vest uh, while coaching games. But um, I don't know. the Mac Brown at North Carolina, Brian, I, I feel like I've brought this up with you quite a bit, but uh, how, how much longer is he going to give it a go in coaching? I, as long as he wants, right? Because he's getting things done. He's selling tickets. He's getting players in there. I mean, they're transferring out. But he's got a winning program going on there. But more importantly, he's doing what the people at Chapel Hill want. That's sell tickets. And so they've been filling the stadium like they haven't done before now does that continue but i think matt goes for as long as he wants to and i think they give him as much as he wants to and so um yeah i I, he certainly gets one or two more years without any pressure at all from the unc administration as long as he's running the program the right way and and not getting all sorts of ncaa violations or bad press for them and you know they're going to have another high draft pick in drake may so that's good publicity for them he's going to continue to get top end talent again whether they can stay or not uh, there's always that talk of him. He gets talent, but does he get talent that meshes? And so that's still, that's always been kind of the, the knock on him, even when all those years at Texas, when he won the one national championship, but uh, certainly year in and year out had great talent. But um thought it was interesting, the whole Chizik thing and how it went down. I kind of thought that was coming because there was a couple press conferences where he was asked about the defense and he said, you can ask the defensive coordinator who's coming in later and we'll just leave it at that. Mm. You can tell there was some unhappiness with Chizik. So no surprise there. We'll see if Collins works out any better. Yeah, uh, boy, I remember North Carolina beating South Carolina week one and uh, talking to you and and a lot of folks about how, wow, okay, North Carolina's got a defense and uh, here we are. They're changing defensive coordinators at the end of the year. Um, Brian, speaking of coaching longevity in the state of North Carolina, Dave Doran, oh, you know, wins and too much for you to fire him. But do you do you ever see his name mentioned with other jobs as far as him moving up? I feel like I don't ever hear his name when it comes to that. Not not a whole lot, and that could be because he and his agents don't push that agenda. Right? Yeah. And a lot of it's it's uh, coaches and their agents pushing their name out there, trying to get better deals to take care of those things. I don't know if Dave's ever been interested. I remember when he was the hot coach coming out of Northern Illinois, and he was a name that was mentioned. I've heard his name on a few things, 
but not no. I, I think Dave is pretty happy where he's at. And and that's my next thing, Brian. Like his, you hardly ever see it these days. But is he, you know, is he a lifer at NC State? At some point, everybody, whether it be the fans, the administration, gets tired of you, or you get tired of being in your situation. But it kind of feels like. And, you know, he, he might be there a while. He's already been there a while. Uh, in fact, I had a sports trivia question this week at AJ's about coaches that have been at their job for 10-plus seasons, and he's one of the 14 uh, that is in that category. And he's got to rank somewhere pretty high in the NC State list of, of tenure when it comes to football. And so I don't know if he's number one yet, but he's certainly getting right up there because uh, even when they had great coaches, they went through them pretty quick through the years. So he's got to rank right up there uh, – in state history and look you know we always joked you know he didn't have the flashiness of chuck amato that the fans really wanted or jim valvano but i think he's kind of won him over and i think his personality has come out a little more the last couple of years especially embracing the rivalry and the wins against uh chapel hill uh the smoking the cigar the, the talking trash in the locker room. yeah i think that's ingratiated him a lot more to the nc state fans than he used to have kind of when he was a little more boring at the beginning of his career I think he's allowing his personality to come out here later because he kind of feels like he fits that role now, and I think he understands the the NC State fan a lot better now. Talking to Brian North, saw NC State basketball steal one from Notre Dame the other night, getting a DJ Burns with, uh, bucket with a second left to beat uh, Notre Dame. Some interesting games regarding the in-state ACC teams this weekend. Clemson coming off a loss to Miami will host North Carolina. That was only the second loss of the year for Clemson, so that's a top top 20 matchup going on Death Valley on Saturday. Virginia, who lost to Notre Dame, uh, taking on NC State, who just beat Notre Dame, and uh, the Pack 2-0 in conference play. And speaking of Notre Dame, all things uh, circle around Notre Dame. Duke at Notre Dame coming up 6 o'clock on Saturday. So an interesting Saturday regarding the ACC. By the way, Wake Forest 10-3, and 2-0 in league play. Uh, will host Miami coming off a big win over Clemson. So a pretty good Saturday of uh, ACC action. Yeah, all the North Carolina teams off to really good starts, right, in the, in the ACC so far. And so NC State doesn't have the true superstars, but they're finding some really good depth. This is one of those these teams, just watch out for them. I know Kevin Keith has been a little bit on the hot seat the last couple of years, but this is an interesting team where they keep having younger guys step up and, and finding different heroes every night for them. And so let's find out when they start playing more talented teams. But NC State's intriguing. Same thing with Wake Forest. They were kind of under the radar for a while, but – uh, they're starting to put it together, and so uh, Duke is Duke, and North Carolina is North Carolina. But um, very intrigued by the, the game with NC State UVA this weekend. That'll be one that'll really tell you kind of where uh, the Wolfpack uh, will kind of stand there in the upper echelon of the ACC if they can stay in that top uh, third of the league. East Carolina back home Sunday, three o'clock against Tulsa, coming off a loss to FAU, Brian. And I'll say it one more time this week: I just don't recall. A team having the ball down two with a chance to tie or take the lead with four minutes left and then losing by 15. <laughs> that one, that, you see teams kind of stretch it out at the end with free throws and stuff like that. Uh, but that was uh, that was pretty remarkable to see East Carolina lead, hang around all game, and uh, you look at the score, it looks like they got blown out. Right. That's a frustrating one, too, right? I know Michael Schwartz has been a little frustrated with some things going on there, and that's one of those you wonder how the team responds. Yeah. That's the point start to lose the team because we always say this come January we find out if BC basketball is any good when they start league play and now 
you're at that tipping point. Is this something you respond well from, or is this one of those where the season starts going south in a hurry? And so I'm real curious to see what they do against Tulsa on Sunday, just based on uh, how they've reacted these last couple of games. Tulsa came back in the second half but lost to Memphis last night. Memphis, uh, number 15 in the country, they beat Tulsa 78-75. to So now you, you hope, Brian, that, that that's one of those two where how does Tulsa respond? Do they have their heads down or do they uh, bounce back? Tough to do on the road. So having said all that, I, I kind of do like the Pirates coming up on Sunday. Yeah, and I, again, I'm real curious to see uh, that grit of Michael Schwartz. Does that come through and, and have his team respond? Uh, look, they've been in all these games. They've been competitive, but you just—you know—if you're a longtime ECU fan, you have that "oh, woe is me" feeling coming in. <laughs> but Michael Schwartz doesn't want to hear that. I'm real curious to see if he's going to will his team to a win on Sunday. Brian, uh, any thoughts on Michigan Washington coming up on Monday night for the championship? You know, you've got the uh, the old Michigan uh, beating up on ECU to start the year. You've got uh, the old Jim Harbaugh stuff. You've got Luke Schwartz is a one of those um, bandwagon Washington fans, you know, never went to the school, but uh, all of a sudden he wants to claim he's uh, oh. Huskies and all that stuff, too. So, you know, uh, so I'll be rooting heavily for Michigan because I don't want to have to listen to Luke uh, Let's talk about his hustle. Go dogs. Let's go, Hudson. <laughs> Speaking of school pride, Brian, the Dukes, 13-0, and number 19 in the country in basketball, coming off a great football year. And uh, how the hell do these guys just keep winning at everything? 14-0, by the way. They just picked up another Oh, excuse me. Pardon me. Uh, they won at Louisiana. So, uh, look, I, I, will, I am not going to even try to lie to you. I haven't seen anything at this team outside of their wins. I couldn't even tell you the head coach. I can't tell you any of their players. This has just been so unusual ever since Lefty Drizel was unceremoniously showed the door in, what was that, 1998. I mean, they've just struggled to, to have some consistency there. And so all of a sudden, what is going on with the athletic department there with Jeff Bourne, the AD, getting ready to leave after a long run? But, boy, he set everybody up in a, in a really good style as he goes out the door here in the spring. I like who he hired as the football coach, and, and now the basketball team has finally put it together after 20-something years. Interested to see what ha- we, we see these teams, Brian. I don't know if James Madison's in this category, but they're in conference play now. What happens if, like, they lose three, four, you know, and and don't win the conference tournament? Are they a team that gets the benefit of the doubt for what they did the first few months of the season and gets into the tournament? Or are we looking at them at on the selection show and them being one of the first four out because they, you know, they didn't schedule enough? So that's that. You you know, I don't know if the coaches and players for James Madison are thinking about that, but that's some pressure right now to, to keep on winning. Yeah, I think everybody in Harrisonburg thinks they're going to go undefeated and will have their way in. But now, look, in the Sun Belt is not the strongest basketball conference yeah. in the wide world. So I don't know if you can finish it outside the top two or three and still get in that large bid. And I don't know if they're – I mean, they're, their non-conference was okay, but I don't know if it's enough to save them from their conference when it comes to selection time. So – they just need to take care of business and look if they can go undefeated in the regular season of conference yeah. and not losing the tournament. I think they have a, a much better chance. No doubt. Brian North joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line North. Always enjoyed chatting with you. Uh, happy New Year to you, sir. And uh, what you, you got any weekend plans? No, it's going to rain Saturday. I, I got to start putting away the Christmas decorations at some point, I guess. Yeah, get the tree down and. Uh, it is amazing how quick these stores. I know I kind of sound like old man now, but. Uh, it was, 
man, it might have been the day after Christmas, and the Christmas tree cakes at the Dollar General near where we live quickly turned into the Valentine's Day cakes, like overnight. It was crazy. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's, it's our cult, our culture now. We're <laughs> way too quick. Yeah, instead of just enjoying the day for what it is. So. All right. Well, uh, tell Luke I'll see him uh, three o'clock Sunday at Minji's. Luke, you're going to see you three o'clock Sunday at Minji. He said, "Who?" Oh. <laughs> Bigger name on the other line. All right, North. See you, buddy. Thanks. All right. See you, Clipper. Brian North joining us Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take another break. Come back and. Keep the guests rolling. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. We'll talk about his Clemson Tigers on the hardwood on the football field. And uh, talk about the world of golf as well when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Um, I was getting ready to read the wrong live ad, so let me uh, fix that. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store, serving the best cheese, biscuits, and country food around. They are open every day and have two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Rolling along here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We have talked to Danny Bill. We made picks with Tony Dunn. Morgan Ehlers joined us. Brian North. Uh, one more guest to go here on a Friday, and that is Greeny. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. and talked to Greeny in a while. Got the Golf Shop Show coming your way Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, good to chat with you. Happy New Year. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Happy New Year to you as well. Yeah, I appreciate you joining us today. And uh, let's start with some hoops today because, as I mentioned earlier in today's show, uh, pretty good slate of games in the ACC coming up on Saturday. Virginia, who lost to Notre Dame, takes on NC State, who uh, just got by Notre Dame the other night. Notre Dame will be hosting the Duke Blue Devils, and uh, the headliner will be in Death Valley at noon. Clemson taking on North Carolina. Clemson coming off a loss on the road to Miami, hosting North Carolina, and uh, Clemson trying to avoid two in a row uh, on the losing side. Greeny, as they take on the Tar Heels on Saturday. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, you know, Clemson has traditionally, when they've been good, played well at home and has struggled on the road. So a little disappointed to see that they lost at Memphis in a really close game and then came back and lost at Miami. Kind of gave up a, a little too many points in the second half of that of that basketball game after having a, a lead at the half. So see if they can turn it around. And a lot of times it comes down to shooting for Clemson. If they can hit some of those outside shots, then they can pretty much beat anybody at this point, it seems like. 
While we're talking about Greenies Tigers, a wild one in the Gator Bowl as uh, Clemson scores late to knock off Kentucky 38-35. 28 points for the Tigers in the fourth quarter, 14 for Kentucky. Uh, kind of a, a bit of a sleepwalk in the first half, and uh, things got exciting there late, Greeny. Yeah, uh, I think unless I think unless Michigan uh, gets four turnovers, I think Clemson leads the, the nation in the in takeaways. But uh, you know they won all their games when they turnover margin, and they were two and four in games when they did not lead the turnover margin. So a lot of times you can say it pretty much came down to turnovers, and that was pretty much the case in the four losses uh, that they had this season. Is they they gave people way too many points, gave them free points. Gave three points to Florida State, NC State, and Miami, and and basically took about uh, three touchdowns off the board against Duke by turning the ball over inside of the red zone. So that's going to play a big factor, I think, uh, for them going forward. Is that they are they're a, a good team, but if they turn the ball over, they're not going to win football games. So we see that a lot in college football these days that you're you're having trouble overcoming the turnovers. Speaking of that Michigan team, Greeny, what are your thoughts on Washington, Michigan coming up Monday night for the championship? Well, it's interesting. I kind of thought the, the winner of Alabama, Michigan would be the team that would win the whole thing, but I wanted Washington to almost upset the apple cart, if you will, um, and, and maybe throw a slap in the face of the Pac 12 to say, look, y'all disbanded this, and uh, the Pac 12 just won the national championship. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game, I think. You, you know, you saw. An Alabama team that really, from a quarterback perspective, struggled kind of offense, but yet they, they hung around in that football game and actually had a chance to win it, uh, if not giving up some late points. But that kind of on the flip side of things, you saw Michigan maybe struggle a little bit more than you expected. I mean, they are not an explosive offense, I don't think, by any stretch of the imagination, but their the best part of their game is the run game and Alabama really shut that down. Now on the flip side of that, we know the Pac twelve teams are traditionally not great defensive teams. So it's gonna be interesting to see if Michigan can actually stop the Washington offense. I think that's gonna be the key to the game. Mark Elge, Golf Shop Show, uh, joining us here. We'll talk some golf in a moment, but before we do that, we'll talk about one of uh, another one of Greeny's favorite teams, that being the New England Patriots. And I'll be scoreboard watching what happens with the Patriots and the Jets on Sunday because your Pats, my Commanders, and the Cardinals right now all sitting with four wins. So uh, the Patriots, uh, Patriots fans, not used to, to this here late in the year, looking at draft position, uh, but that is certainly the case this year. Greeny. Now, a couple questions for you. When we start the 2024 NFL season, is Bill Belichick the head coach of the Patriots? Is Mac Jones the starting quarterback? Uh, do we see two new faces there, one new face? Uh, how do you answer those questions? I don't think there's any way that Mac Jones is a starter. I think the Bill Belichick thing right now is about 50-50 for me, and I think I think really all the quarterbacks on the New England roster make way too many mistakes. And a lot of that does come down to the offensive line, not maybe not giving enough protection. But at some point, you want to see quarterbacks not make mistakes. And you know, it's it's one thing to throw an incomplete pass or throw uh, throw something away. It's another thing to get sacked and fumble and throw interceptions, pick sixes. And I think that's what the biggest problem has been. Is that Again, I think we've talked about this before, is that with Tom Brady at the helm, I mean, the Patriots didn't lose a lot of football games. They got beat. They didn't necessarily lose football games. Now I think that you see a lot of times, you know, 
you see the Patriots are losing football games. They're not getting beat by the other team because they're doing kind of what Clemson did on the turnover side is they're giving the other team a lot of points and their defense is playing pretty well. So the Belichick thing, I still think that uh, it might be a good opportunity to make the switch that you're, you're maybe you're doing a reset. You'll have a high draft pick. It could be anywhere from two to five, I think, at this point. Um, I think it's a, you know, it could be just a good time to, to flip the script a little bit and, and really start fresh. I think Bill Belichick, a good location for him would be the, the Chargers because they're a good football team. They've just had some bad coaching. So I think if you flip the script on both of those teams, it might be a good opportunity. Uh, man, that would be fascinating to see Belichick on a different sideline in 2024. Mark Greenheld uh, joining us on the program. Greeny, uh, every Wednesday night, I host sports trivia at a restaurant bar here in town, A.J. McMurphy's. And this week, uh, I overheard uh, one of the teams putting together their fantasy golf lineup for the weekend, which led me to believe that uh, there would be some some big names, some household names in the tournament this weekend. And as I look at the leaderboard, that appears to be the case. So uh, you keeping an eye on what's going on in Hawaii this weekend? Yeah, the kickoff of the PGA Tour, the Century. This has traditionally been the what was called the Tournament of Champions. So if you won a golf tournament in the previous year, that you uh, you got to go play in this event. So this has changed a little bit. So you're going to see a little bit uh, more players teeing it up in this week. And there's 59 players in the field. So it's winners. And there, there, there was a whole list of criteria that you can have to get into this thing. But yeah, we get to see a lot of the big names. Not all of them. You don't get to see the Rory McIlroys playing in this one. But, you know, we're getting the, uh, the Scotty Schefflers. We're getting the Victor Hovlins. We're getting the Jordan Spieth. We're getting the uh, Patrick Cantlay. So we got a good field. And this is one of those events where the way that things are shaping up this year, you want to do well in these kind of events because these are some of the – Not this isn't necessarily an elevated event, but it's one of those limited fields events that you're going to get to see. And, you know, you only got to beat 58 other guys out there. So uh, right now, as you and I are talking, uh, Sung J.M. has gone two under through four to get to 10 under par. And what you'll see in this golf tournament is this golf course is very much protected by wind out in Kapalua. And if the wind is down, these guys are going to eat this golf course alive. A little anomaly this week, too, is that it's a par 73. We never see par 73 except in this event. And the reason for that is there are only three par threes in this golf course. So uh, you're going to see a lot of big tee shots because there's a lot of up and downs, uh, a lot of big downhill tee shots. But golf ball is going to roll a long way. You're going to see 400-yard tee balls a lot of a lot this week. So it's kind of a fun tournament to watch if you like guys making a ton of birdies and eagles. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Show, joining us. Uh, Greeny, can I get a uh, let me get a prediction from you? Maybe a breakthrough guy this year that maybe isn't quite a household name that you think will have a good year, a good 2024 calendar year on the PGA Tour. Anybody come to mind for you? Ah. Uh... That is an interesting question. Um, I'm actually looking for a resurgence from uh, from Cameron Young. He's a guy that we saw a couple of years ago battling with uh, Cam Smith and Rory McIlroy for the win at the Open Championship at St. Andrews. Really had a down year last year. Started to turn it around a little bit at the end of the year. He's a guy that hits the golf ball a long way. So I, I think you look for somebody like him. But I also, you got to keep an eye on the young guy, Ludwig Gateberg. Even though he, he, he's becoming a household name, kind of like a Tom Kim was uh, uh, at the beginning of last year, he's somebody that really had the opportunity to go to live, said he didn't want to burn any bridges and, what, and whatnot. So now you're going to see what he gets. He's another guy that bombs the golf ball. 
was playing college golf at this time last year. So we'll see where those two guys end up this year. Granny, good stuff. Uh, what you guys have planned for the Golf Shop Show coming up on Saturday, 8 to 10, right here on Pirate Radio. Well, we will check in with Bill Bender, talk college football, talk a little NFL as of, uh, we get to playoff seedings in the NFL and obviously the national championship game. We're going to check in with Golf Today UK's Matt Ward and the Five Club podcast. Former Golf Channel personality Gary Williams will join us later in the show. So, got lots going on. Greeny, good stuff. Thanks for joining us, man. Hope you have a happy new year. Great show on Saturday, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. All right, Clip, you have a good one, too. Thanks. All right, Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Show, joining us here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Got the uh, Golf Shop Show coming your way Saturday. Pirate Women's Hoops on Saturday on the road in Memphis. ECU Men's Hoops sunday against tulsa we'll take a look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard when we return to wrap up today's edition of pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The stock market closed out the week on a good note. The Dow, the Dow rather, was up 25 points at 37,466. The NASDAQ was ahead 13 at uh, 14,524 and the S&P was up 8 points and finished out the week at 4,697. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Stock Market Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alright, getting ready to wrap things up here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. Chandler, you going to the Buck this weekend? Uh, I might make my way out there sometime. I could see you there on a uh, sat- I could see you there on a Friday night, Saturday night, or NFL Sunday. I've You've done to, it all. I've gotten to where uh, I enjoy going there on NFL Sundays because one, they have free pizza, um, and they have awesome uh, televisions out there, and they have the probably the biggest projector screen in town to watch your uh, favorite team play football, and especially. With playoffs coming up, it'll be a good place to go and watch your football. Uh, well, you're going to have to pick a time either before the – maybe you go after ECU basketball on Sunday because we got Sunday hoops in Menjis. Yeah, probably uh, afternoon. Do a little post-ECU uh, basketball football watching Yeah, at the uh, Buck. By the way, did we not pick our double – did we not double up earlier? Well, I asked you to pick yours. You never did, and that – I said Ravens. When? Did you ask me? I know you said pick it, and, I, and yeah. I did. I had it ready, but you never asked me on the on the air. I was going to have Ravens because they're home dogs. You were going to have Ravens. I did ask you. Yeah, all those things are true. The only thing that's not true is you told you didn't. You never told me who it was. Oh. So we're not doing that. Okay. The Ravens would have been your pick. Ravens. Well, you live dangerously. Coming up tonight, top twenty-five action. Uh, UConn. In about 30 minutes, we'll take on Butler. Tristan Newton and the Huskies are our road favorites in that game. 
and Illinois number nine at number one Purdue. Pretty good one in the Big Ten going on later on tonight. The Hurricanes are in action, taking on the Washington Capitals, and the Hornets also in action tonight on a one-game win streak. God, they've played a lot of road games, it seems like. They are at the Chicago Bulls. Bulls, big favorites over the Hornets tonight at 8. O'Clark on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. All right, uh, we'll wrap it up. Shirley, good luck to your Dolphins. I'm looking forward to that one on Sunday night. Me too. I've got a good game. I, I'll have my jersey on. Put a I'll jersey be, on. I'm ready to go. All right. Ready to go. I hope. I hope they show up. Well, re- recap it all coming up on Monday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Looking forward to another fun week of talking sports with you and keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of ECU athletics and beyond. We will talk to you then. For Shirley Rhodes, Chon, the crew here at Pirate Radio, I am Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.